Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Here's my theory about this. We all grew up during the take your daughter to work day thing, right? So we were always told we could be anything, do anything. And I think guys got maybe not left behind, but not quite as nurtured. You know, I mean, I mean, like we were the generation of you go girl. We had Oprah. And I wonder sometimes how guys fit in, you know, I mean, they still seem to be trying to figure it out. They're still dressing like little boys. They're still playing video games. I mean, you know, well, they've gotten great. So but 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 how in one generation have men gone from guys like Jack Nicholson and Harrison Ford to. Take Ben here, a, a dying breed, you know? I mean, look and learn, boys, because if you ask me, this is what podcast is. <laughs> What's the word? Cool. Cool. Sure. <laughs> you think she likes games? She's like a gamer? No, I realize they misattributed part of... Someone else says that, right? Right. I believe Zach Perlman says like, Yeah, or Divine yeah, says that. Video games are pretty good these right. days. And they added in the two lines from the other boys, and somehow right. they misattributed that one to her. Anyway, I'll complain to IMDb. Hello, everybody. My name is Griffin. Uh, I'm David Sims. This is Blank Check with Griffin and David. It's mm. a podcast about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on in their career, and given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes those checks clear. Sometimes they bounce. Mm. And sometimes they clear, and Hollywood decides to, for some reason, stop letting them make movies anyway. Sure. Do you think that's what happened? I think a couple things happened. It took her six years to make this movie. And she has talked about how much of a fight it was coming off of a movie that made $100 million. Yeah. Like, off of It's Complicated, which was an unqualified success. Total hit. She was like, I could not get this movie made. And she went through, like, four different casts, and every time it was two A-list stars. Right. And she still couldn't get it made. And she hasn't gotten a movie made since then. No. If you follow her on Instagram, as we do, she complains a lot. Understandably. Am I allowed to talk? Please. No, please talk. Oh, okay. We want you to talk. Yeah, I was noticing on, on her Wikipedia page, but she did produce Home Again. Yes. Her yeah. daughter's film. And, it, and it, felt, it felt very her. I felt like her her stamp was on it. But we, yeah, We will wasn't. talk about it next week. We include it as a bonus episode because okay. it feels very, very much yes. of okay. a piece. Um, you know, but, but her daughter hasn't gotten to make another movie yet. I mean, maybe she mm. would be happy continuing she, to produce and help. She did think about making her daughter's script, right? Wasn't that a thing? There was a, was different, or, script a different script that she right. said she was going to direct has not been able to get financing for yeah. it, has not been able to set it, it up. It is weird. This movie cost half of what it's complicated cost. Yes. So maybe that was part this of it. This was like so her like, first kind of like budget cut movie. I also hear that she went two months over schedule. For this movie? Yes. It's complicated was so complicated. Very complicated. Um, it's it was very so complex. long. It's and very long. It was, there were just a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like this movie at least is very, it's very direct. It's yes. like, it's the intern and it's about He's the intern. He's an intern yeah. at the company. He works for the boss. The boss's life. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's There's it. No, no bullshit. No, it's complicated. It's, 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 it's compli- weirdly yeah. complicated for a movie with no plot. Right, like, there's no like high stakes. I no. think this she, movie. She's, she's a little afraid of stakes. She's uh, afraid yeah. of stakes. Nancy she's Myers, afraid of. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is one of the movies for me where it fully feels like a feature rather than a bug. Like this movie is like so like it, it luxuriates oh, in boy. the lack of conflict. Yes. for so much of it. Right. It really the, just, the big action sequence is deleting the email. 
Right. That's I, like the big right. sort of tense set piece in the middle of the movie. Yeah, the is an email. About right. this movie. To her mom, who sucks. Yeah, right. her, mom, her sucks. mom sucks the whole time. Yeah. 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 So uh, it. Played by Mary Kay Place. Do you know Yeah, that? I yeah. know. It's a very recognizable voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the thing about this movie that makes me want to cry at several moments, and I like got so close to crying. Like I was super fucking, fuck, super fucking, super fucking choked up at like six different points during watching this. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's literally just recognizing that this is a movie about two people getting to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh my like, God. They're going to be friends. That, that, that's so simple and so You're human right. that it like emotionally overwhelms me. Oh, it's also, now I'm overwhelmed. Right? Oh my God. I'm just like, that's the sweetest it's thing so in the world simple. to make a movie about. Yeah. It's also a movie about how like everyone's got like lots of stories to tell you. Yeah. You know, like De Niro's a fountain like, of everyone's stories. a person. He, it's also know? like the beginning of the movie kind of touches on, this is dark. This is a dark mm-hmm. way to process. It, Please. but it kind of touches on that, like um, that montage from Up, where uh-huh. it gets like it's kind of bleak at first, and then yeah. the movie starts to unfold, and you're like, oh, this is like a fun Up movie, if yeah. you will. But like when it starts with De Niro being like, I Alone. lost my wife. I go to Starbucks every day. I'm just kind of like watching the time pass. Like my my grandfather um, is in that spot right now. Sure. So when I watched, like my grandmother died two years ago, and like that that oh. is sort of how yeah. his he structures his day. Right, he just needs sort of shit to do. Yeah, right, and right. I, yeah. So and I just visited him. So when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh god, yeah, it's a yeah, lot. It's, it's a lot to process. It's, it's rough. It, there's something not. It's not. It's just a little depressing. The like video camera with no one behind it like that he set it up by himself to do the video message like no one was like let me help you you know uncle or that was something that kind of I felt like in general I don't know if you guys agree with this but I thought that like my grandfather he's 96 years old and he he texts he texts he totally understands how to use his computer Um, he's always like has a new phone he doesn't have like a flip phone from because he knows this is how to communicate with younger people right yeah Yeah, yeah, so I think all that stuff where they're like what's a usb cord that's one of the cornier lines i just wish that wasn't um i want i don't want that stereotype to exist anymore that like you're too old to understand technology usb connector was what was that conversation complicated camera to film yourself you've got this de niro was she like a usb connector i don't know it's like a cord that connects one thing to another thing like well there's no conversation we had about a usb connector it's not it's not hard thing it's also weird our guest is jamie lee by the way amazing comedian right Actor, actor, uh, star of Crashing, Ooh. the Crashing single two. above the title star of Crashing. <laughs> Wait, is there, I actually have no, is there a Crashing season three? Are you? There is, we just finished filming. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it comes out exciting. in January. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this I will be closer this. to coming out by the time this episode comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. This is also post around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I remember, I mean, because we were, we were talking before I recorded, we both auditioned for this movie. Yes. Everyone who even had any sort of semblance of a relationship to the comedy world uh, seemingly auditioned for this movie. Yes. Like anyone under 40 who had ever taken a UCB class well, auditioned also, for this movie. Was it New York and LA? Because I feel like it's a New York movie. Was it drawing for the New York scene I in particular? I auditioned in LA. You were in LA. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I also, it's interesting because it is a comedy, mm-hmm. but it's not such a comedy that's like only comedians could play these parts. No, and a lot of those parts they ended up casting like, oh, this is like a drama school kid, you know, exactly. or these are like former teen stars or like things like that. Like there are only a couple comedians in the movie and some of them in the parts you didn't think you would cast a Matt comedian. Wolf is in one scene and never so reappears. Weird. And I auditioned yeah, for that guy three times along fire, with five other characters. Did they characters. fire that oh. character because he's such an idiot? 
because he asks Robert De Niro where he you know is going to see himself in ten years. Yeah, do you think that's why we never see him again? I think so, but it's weird. He gets high billing, pretty high billing. Um, no, I, I like remember the casting process for this went on for months. They kept on pushing back uh, the the start of filming, which is one of the things that caused this movie to go over budget and over schedule. Because it was like she kept on being like, "I can't start filming. I haven't found my boys yet." And sure. they push back another like six weeks. And there are like 12 boys, boys in this movie. I mean, it's a yeah. boy heavy movie. And it I is. kept on getting called in. They'd be like, this time it's these two characters. This time it's this. Now you're meeting with this person. Now you're meeting with this person. Oh, interesting. And um, I, I met with her once. Yeah, tell the story. I told this story. You told this story like three years ago on the podcast, on, but tell episode. it again. I feel tell like it, again. it needs a, yeah. a yeah. revisit. We got, I mean, this is the intern episode. So I kept on, I'd go in and they'd be like, read these two characters. And I'd do the two and then they'd be like, do you want to go back out and read this one? And then they call me in and then they ask me something like all this stuff. And then it was right. finally like, okay, here's the Nancy day. You're going to meet with oh Nancy. My God. And I get to the waiting room and the waiting room is the entire current cast of Saturday Night Live and me. Right. They're all in there. Yeah. Like, so I, it's like, wow. You told me it was like Jost. Jost. Who else? Uh, uh, Edie Bryant. I right. think Vanessa Bayer was in there. I think Cecily Strong was in there. It's like, right. Literally like Don Pardo's in there. Just, I, I think Sashir was in there. So like Don Pardo was introducing them as they yeah. went into the room. There, there might right. have been one other person in the room who was on Saturday Night Live. Okay. And even like the other people were like, oh, I know you're a writer on Saturday Night Live. You know? Oh, wow. Okay. Like, you know, you're a really good actor who's also a writer on this show. Like everyone there was just like, and I looked at the sign-in sheet and the people before me and all of this. And I was so it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. And the thing I had heard, or I remember them saying, like, uh, uh, when I was eavesdropping in on the production office, which was, like, right next door to the audition waiting room. Because this wasn't in a casting office. Sure. This was, here's the pre-production office for the intern. Here's her office in the back. You're in the waiting room. And all the, like, you know, sweater designers are, like, running around right, with right. sample swatches to That's show Nancy. That's also such a mind fuck because it's, like, you're starting to see the movie being right. made. You know yeah. look like. You're, like, already part of the world. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, but you're not really part of the world because you're not cast. No. So, right. yeah, it's a lot to it's like experience they've at They've let audition. you in too early to the, right, p- right, through the veil. So they call me they in. They call you in. And the casting director, who's a, a, a guy I'm friendly with, who I've gone in for a bunch of times. Do you know what role it was for at this point? At it this sounds like all point, of them. Uh, yeah, De Niro? it was kind of all of them. I think it, except De Niro. Yeah, <laughs> he was in there too. Yes, they were recasting the De Niro part. <laughs> Nancy was not satisfied. For the final one, the thing, the scene I remember doing in front of her was the Beyonce. I don't know where to wear scene. Uh huh. Okay. Um. But I don't remember if I read multiple scenes in front of her at that point or if they said, like, let's focus in on this one or whatever it was. They kept on switching it around. I think there were other characters that even got cut out. Um, but, uh, you know, Griffin, come this way, leads me through the, like, pre-production offices. And it felt like a scene from The Intern or, like, sure. Devil Wears Prada sure. where it's like, here's all the, like, hubbub. A lot of desks and, and craziness. I'm, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. And he's just saying stuff to me. And he's like, Griffin, I really hope you kill it in there, you know? I mean, we're really rooting for you. You know, Nancy's had a really hard time finding funny people. She says she oh, can't find anyone funny in New York. you. Yeah, wow. like, totally psyched me out. And then went, by the way, she's not a shaker. And I said, what? And the door opened. <laughs> That's like in the movie. Yes. When she's, it was what was like it? What movie. was the thing in the movie that she does? Oh, Blinks. she does it like she doesn't a like, blinking. Doesn't, blink. doesn't like an Olympic blinker. Yeah, it was literally that. It was like, Nancy's having a really hard time. She doesn't think anyone's funny. She's wondering why she can't find funny people in New York City anyway. She's not a shaker. Here you go. Door open. <laughs> she's sitting there. She looks like Nancy Myers. Right. Sure. She looks like a Nancy, Nancy Myers. Nancy Myers is like an onomatopoeia. Like when you hear <laughs> that, Nancy you Myers. know exactly what, there's like an image that's yes. conjured. Nancy yeah. Myers. Yeah. Right. 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 
Right. Nancy Myers. It sounds like something that would like be one of the settings on a white noise machine. She's just like a pashmina of a woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So like I'm not. So, right. You just you're seeing a sentient sweater. Right. It like took me a second to parse out like, oh, what he's saying is she doesn't like it when people shake her hand. Right. Right. But by it's saying calling her it, a shaker. She's not a she's shaker. Not a shaker. Not and a I'm shaker. Like, I sometimes shake. It's not like I can't function if I haven't. Right, it's not Shook. like part of your identity. But suddenly I was like, like I'm a I shaker. Don't know what to do with my hands. Well, also there's, no, there's, oh no, and I'm like would standing you? in those there weird, and I like, was militant like, Quakers. They call the Shakers. Yes. So she, maybe she's just saying that. Like right. she's not, she's a regular Quaker. Nancy Myers is actually <laughs> um, a Hasidic Jewish man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who won't shake. I, hands. I couldn't fucking right. figure it out, and I just walked in there and was immediately just like completely overwhelmed by the situation. Did she say like hi, nice to meet? Like was there warmth? She was like, whenever you're ready. No, she was like very Stop. like she was kind of Miranda Priestly, uh-huh, right. you know, not There's, to like equate the two, but it was that sort of like you want her to be Jules Austin, right? She didn't you know? seem mean, mm-hmm. but she was very like, like it was, she was like just sort of go. I'm yeah. I'm the samples for like the fall line, mm-hmm. right? You know, like uh-huh. I I hope I like this. If yeah. not, I'm gonna be honest. I the only note I remember her giving me was to slow down. Sure. I mean, a note I get. A lot. I feel like every comedian gets that note. Sure. Constantly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. we can't just like relax in the discomfort. We just have to like keep going. Like, right. 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 <laughs> right. Just like hit it, hit it, exactly. hit it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you don't abide silence. Right. And then right. I think she was like, okay. And I like, I left. Said, and okay. I was like, okay, I've like botched <gasps> this. And then like 10 days later, uh, Drew Tarver, my friend, very fun comedian and actor, yeah, I love Drew. was like, hey, can I stay on your couch in New York? And it was because he had gotten called in to read for the same four parts. And it was like, okay, now they're flying in people from LA because they've completely- Nancy's like building a time machine to the golden age of Hollywood. She has written off New York <laughs> right, for right. any funny actors under 35. But this Just is- conclusively so, And we've yeah. talked Done. about this week to week. This is her reputation as a very meticulous filmmaker yeah. who yes. wants everything to be exactly no, as yes, she imagined I've it. I've read this as well. She's right. the Kubrick of rom-coms. I mean, right. she like really is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you were, did you audition for I, this movie, so, Jamie? Yes, yes, I did. I auditioned for the role of Becky, the yes. assistant. Right. Right. right, And that was, as far as I know, I think that was the only like girl comedy was, role. There's or, not did a you lot know of, the rest of them else? are like no. multiple, like a couple lines. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of the main but one. But that's the thing. I feel like I went through so many rounds to be the Nat Wolf character that I wouldn't be surprised if like Edie Bryant was auditioning for the person who's like, Ben's the one who cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like one-line roles. Right, right. Not Ben Hosley. Right. Like only one He's of those one female up. young parts is good. Cleans yeah. But I also wouldn't be surprised if she auditioned super overqualified people for all the day player parts. Right. Sure. sure. Well, that's, that's people the People want to be I in got. these movies. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know the actress who plays the assistant at all. She's 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 really she's, good. She's, I looked her up. Great. I think she's like an NYU drama school graduate she's who's like good. done a lot of short films and plays since she's then. She's stressed I think out. she's really good. She was stressed she's out. She stressed the fuck out. That was actually um not to like take it away from the audition process, but that was something that was kind of confusing to me because, because like I thought the main character, Anne Hathaway's character, mm-hmm. was like pretty reasonable for a boss. I agree. Considering she's running the company, like she was pretty pleasant. Mm -hmm. I mean, she like wanted stuff done on time, but other than that, she wasn't like, Becky, get in here. Like it wasn't that. And Becky's having a meltdown. Becky, I'm like, Becky, that's your own anxiety. Like you're, she's like, I went to Penn. I I worked so hard. (laughs) And you're like, no one's mad at you, Becky. 
No one is mad. No one ever really <laughs> no gets mad in this movie. No one even really talks to each other Which in is this movie. Jules is a thing. little yeah. passive aggressive in moments. With the email she's thing. The email thing. Owns up to it faster right, than she any character has in any thing. movie. She's Which kind of, you know, she's a little micromanagey. Like, this is the worst I could say about her She is a not manager. a Miranda Priestley, yeah. but Becky was acting as if her boss That's was thing. Miranda Priestley. And what I, I love that this movie, that it's Anne Hathaway's the boss now, but she's not doing the Miranda Priestley. It's kind of like a cool, like, passing of the torch. Right. There was also a part where a, a classic Becky moment. It was when she was first bringing Ben into Jules's office right. uh, f- for them to meet for the first time. And she goes, you have to be there promptly at three. She has another meeting at four. I'm like, she has a four. She has a full fucking hour for the intern. Do you remember that? Yeah. Wait, wait. Well, she no. Says, then they send an email later that says 255 for meetings at three. They later. Yeah, yeah, no, they only give you five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, I, maybe I misunderstood. I thought she said you had you have to be there promptly at three. She has another meeting at four. Oh, uh, no. I, I think Did it's... Did I mishear that? Maybe. I think it's okay. 355. Well, okay, okay, okay. I, I, okay. But, but I don't remember her saying that a lot. I remember seeing the text and the email he opens up where it says 255. Oh. Right, I, I remember So that. maybe that's yeah, a correction later. This was a phone call or yeah. something. Okay. I just remember here. I was like, oh, wait, did right. I hear oh, that right? Oh, well, and then oh. she doesn't bring okay, him in, okay. I think, maybe. I just remember being like, Becky, that's not that... That's actually a really long amount of time. Anyways, I might be wrong, so don't quote me. that's... Cut I mean, all of this out. Cut it all out. No, no, double it. <laughs> keep, it keep, it in, keep it in double yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, a four-part yeah. episode. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, David, we're two frowns. True, one, two. That's our competitive advantage. But there are some new kids on the block. Okay. Who are... Wait, they're horning in? They're changing the game because mm. there are three of them. Oh, that's fine. Something we never considered. Now, I don't feel competitive, but God, I'm impressed by the technological breakthrough. It's true. They are pioneers. I mean... Two friends, we all know. Yeah. Competitive advantage. Right. We're doing a great job over here. Three friends? Hadn't considered it. Now, I assume these are all neophytes to yeah, the podcasting yeah. realm. Look these at these names. names. It's on Earwolf, the podcast. Scott Olkerman? Oh, Scott Olkerman, sure. Yeah. Okay. Lauren Lacus? La- Lauren Lapkus, I think you're trying to say there. And then Paul F. Tompkins. There's yeah, a period of, there. So I think hard. it's two separate Oh, you, you took a pause. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, they're, they're very funny people. Paul, uh, Lauren, and Scott. You might know them from, say, Comedy Bang Bang or Spontanea Nation or Raised by TV. They are on separate podcasts. Oh, I had no idea. Maybe they'll cross over and guest with each other. You know, those podcasts can be bitty. There could be a lot of characters. That's not what this show is, yeah. okay? The best thing about 3DM is it's really simple. It's just three funny people hanging out. It's actually, it's so much fun. Uh, I'm a longtime fan of these guys. And you're listening to them just like be regular people and talk about Making their lives. Fun of each other, sharing weird childhood yeah. stories, cracking up. Yeah, it is. It's it's really great. And it used to be behind a paywall. Uh, and now uh, you can hear it anywhere for free. New Give episodes every Thursday uh, on your podcast app. Freedom. They should call it freedom because it's free now. Sure. But initially it wasn't. Correct. Uh, anyway, and yeah. Uh, three three lovely with, people, luminaries are, of the podcasting industry, one of whom is going to be a guest very soon in our show. Right. Winky, 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 winky. guess which one. If uh, you listen to three of them, you'll find out. Hopefully we'll get the other two eventually. Actually, that's a good point. Let's get them right know now. Know all three of them. Uh, we, all, we know all three of them? Dumb. Right, I don't know. Look, um, but yeah, three of them. Listen to three of them now. Make sure you subscribe to catch more episodes every Thursday. 
the the moment I love is when Ben like gets asked to move his desk. We're jumping all over the movie here, um, but when he gets asked to move his desk next to next to Becky's, and she's right. like freaking right. The fuck she's out. like, "There's not space." Right. Yeah, Becky just needs whatever. Look, but, but I also I was love that looks. like Ben it's extends stressful. his like Clarabelle Golden Angel <laughs> right. like Lord of Light powers to like I'm gonna fix Becky as well. <laughs> You know, and I think the movie at that moment acknowledges, like, this isn't a Jules problem. Ben can help make Jules make her feel more comfortable. Yeah. Right, right. But, like, right. he's got to fix Becky. He, like, the he, Becky thing has to be thing, fixed He does by have her. to nudge Jules, though. Like, you yeah, know, give her a compliment. But he right? also, like, like gets Adam Devine with a handkerchief. Like, I oh, love yeah. this notion that he's sort of, like, this Paddington figure who, like, fixes <laughs> the whole town. Yeah, Like, no, everyone starts being and... happier. They all start treating each other better. yeah. Um, no, the Becky, the Becky character is interesting, but I also think I, it really hit me watching it this time. Um, I think especially after we've been living in Nancy for, uh, the last couple months, talking about her a lot been a delight. and knowing that we were going to do this mini series, I kept on when I've been working on jobs, like, uh, uh, pumping crew stories, uh, Nancy crew stories because she films a lot of movies in New York. Yeah. I would talk to a lot of crew guys who worked on Nancy movies who were like, yeah, hey, yeah. Takes a fucking hour to shoot the, you know, the, you know, like right, are all right. like, wow, what's so hard about lighting a sweater? You know, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> right. But I try to parse like, okay, what are the actual? Yeah, like, like we need a little more this. than like, <laughs> right. You did a little overtime, but right. I think this character is like her trying to reckon with how exacting she is in her work, sure, mm. and wondering if people view her as a tyrant. Oh, that's interesting. You know, like the fact that she's not a difficult boss. Right. But that she's someone who cares about this so deeply and is so detail oriented and can't like. Well, and one thing I love about this delegate. The, I really do like this movie a lot. Yeah. One of, early on is the scene where Rannells is like, and Rannells, Rannells. I don't know how to pronounce Rannells. any of these. Rannells. Rannells. Rannells is yeah. like tells her the news of like they want you to hire a yeah. CEO, and Anne Hathaway just starts crying, and not in a way where she's like absurdly like she's just so wounded by the idea yeah. of like. Am I not doing a good job here? Right. Like, look at the business. Like, is this not good? I think that's what's super telling right. about about this being her reckoning with. Because I also think you go, I mean, so, you know, she writes all these very successful comedies, sure. right? Sure. She makes a good Disney family film that makes money. Then she makes this fucking massive success. What we want. Right. And then she gets to keep on like going on making these personal films at big budgets with big movie stars. And they pretty much all do really well. And then after it's complicated, there's this thing. Because what? It's complicated. It's 09. Yep. Mm. And that's the same year God, as. it was that long ago. I remember yeah. seeing that in theaters. Right. And that's the same On year Christmas. as. Such a waste of time. I, I, hey. You got to spend Christmas with Nancy. Um, that's the same year as The Proposal, right? The Proposal is 09 too, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. The uh, Yeah. Yeah, because there was. Bullock and Reynolds. There's this moment where I was like, oh, this is an industry sea change moment. Where the proposal made $160 million, sure. like another 160 worldwide, was like a massive success, one of the biggest romantic comedies in years. The writers pitched a sequel to Disney with the cast and the director attached, and Disney was like, we're not interested. Yeah. And they were like, what? This was a massive hit for you. Right. And Disney said, it's not enough of a profit maker. Right. Because it doesn't do well enough overseas and all that? Is that the idea? But it did well overseas. But for them, they're like, well, if we make movies that make a billion dollars, then why make a movie that makes $300 million, even right. if it makes $200 million profit? Right. They're like, that's mm. too small a profit for us. And that's like suddenly like romantic comedies are like, I don't know, is it like worth it? 
Like it's the worth most it. they can do. It's definitely worth it. Right. But I, I think they start them. writing off the genre and going like, even at the top of the pyramid, we're not going to make but as you know much what? money. This isn't really even a romantic comedy. At all. Yeah. It's it's just a workplace but comedy, right? But I think that's right? pointed. Yeah. I it's think just a friendship kind of, it's just comedy. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. I mean, there's like, I guess romance is rekindled at the end. That's the worst no, part of it. No, it's not a rom-com at all. It's like a human it's dramedy. Like a buddy, yeah, it's <laughs> right. like a buddy right. dramedy. Right. But I think she's like, fuck, okay, they don't want to make rom-coms anymore. She but comes like, up with this concept. It's like easy listening. You know, like if it's, this were a, a record, totally that's easy what it listening. would be. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a good Phil Collins B-side. Yeah. But she, I think in 2011 or 2012, sets this movie up. With Tina Fey. Tina Fey and Michael Caine. And Michael Caine. And then, hey. Wait, sorry, what year is this? 2012. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Paramount shuts it down because they said the budget was ballooning. Sure. The actor's schedules were not lining mm-hmm. up. You know, just Classic not, issues. Not yeah. worth it. And they dropped it. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'm going to package the whole movie together and then shop it to a studio once I have the cast attached. So it's like, take it or leave it. This is what it is. This is the budget. Right. And she goes to them with Reese Witherspoon and Robert De Niro. Yeah. And uh, Warner Brothers buys it. Then Reese Weatherspoon drops out. Mm-hmm. Then the movie goes into like turmoil again. They're not sure if they're going to make it. And it's like, oh, if they don't get De Niro now, then they're going to have to wait a year and this and that. And like Hathaway swoops in at the last minute. They cut the budget a bunch. And she like gets to make the movie. But she's talked a lot about like, I was surprised by how much of an uphill battle it was after I made a movie that was an unqualified success. Right. And it kind of just felt like the industry didn't want my type of movies anymore. Mm. Didn't matter if I was doing them well. If they were profitable, that wasn't the profit they wanted. That wasn't the genre they cared about. Doesn't translate overseas. Is never going to make a billion dollars. Not interested. So I feel like in the time in between those movies, she's also going like, was I like too difficult? Like, was I too demanding? Sure, Did right. I this take is your too long? Hot take. Right, right. Which is like this character reckoning with the idea of like, should I enjoy my life more? Like, mm. but I want everything right. to be right. Like, I want to be able to look at this product and feel like I did it well. Yeah, you want to show how to put the tissue paper all and that you know, people precise. were, were mm. happy with the end result. Like, it's not just about my ego. It's like she wants to see the photo of the bridesmaids. Sure. At the end of the movie, and know that they got the dresses they wanted, and that's I like that it's just a photo. We don't get some call from a right. bride like a five minute scene is like, "You saved my right. wedding!" Like you know, it's just a little photo, just a little, it's little, nice little image. You look nice. The story I heard from a teamster, uh, <laughs> where oh, he yes, was like, tell. "Your inside, your inside scoop, Vinny, yeah. Vinny the right. sandwich guy. Like who, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah, he was like, you want to hear how teamsters crazy this have the lady best is? stories? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure and they're they do. so open. They just the say best. they say all the and names. they've worked on like any kind of movie, right? Every, like, everything. You always need them, right? Yeah. And the only director they like is Steven Soderbergh because it's like he gets stuff done so fucking quick. Right. Steven Soderbergh, seventeen pages, you do it in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You talk to any like, like if they voted for the Oscars like every year, every year it's over. insane. Best picture, every best year. director. You're out by lunch. He pays you overtime out of his pocket. You know, oh boy. that's great like, to hear. I those are the stories. Them. Yeah, um, but with her, it's like the opposite of that. Now, I still feel like with guys like Fincher, even though it like takes a while and he is detail obsessed, they're like. Yeah, but he's like such a perfectionist. That's the difference. And with her, they're like, what's taking so long? Right, right. And the story he told me was like, they were so far over schedule. They were so over. Like everyone was like turning down jobs that they thought they were going to be able to, you know, move on to. Um, Which is scary if it's like you got a, a, you know, a fall of work lined up. And now this job's running long. You might not get something for two months. You want it to run long. Right. I get it. Um, but so they were like, we need to get a second unit crew to do all the pickup stuff. 
so that we get this done. She sure. can't be overseeing every single shot. And that she sent her assistant to the set with her iPad so she could FaceTime and oversee everything. Wow. And the Warner Brother executives were like trying to like, it was a conditional you can't be on set because then it won't get done. <coughs> and they were trying to kick out the kid with the FaceTime iPad. Whoa. And she was like, I can't let there be insert shots in my movie that don't fit like my worldview. You know, like I want this a movie. Heartbreaking. I, I give it to her. You know, I tip my cap because I don't whatever. Like if I like David Fincher, I gotta like this too. Cause everything in this movie never feels fakey. Like every little details, yeah. you know, that kitchen is insane. And and also like, you know, the the not to timestamp this, but the day we're recording this mm. is the day after uh the the synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh. Oh great. Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. Uh-huh. I was like full fucking anxiety meltdown yesterday. Oh, sure, like sure, sure. losing right, right. my mind and I put this movie on and it like a hundred percent worked for me. Like yeah. I felt better about humanity. Yeah. It's interesting too because like I mean, I think that the script and sort of the tone she's always trying to achieve, it's very sort of like light and dreamy mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, escapist in some ways. But also, um, oh God, I completely forgot what I was going to say, guys. There, there is an intern. Oh, yeah. I, oh man, it'll come back. Anyways, gonna, it's it'll come like, back. You got Robert De Niro, right? He's like this old guy who lives in Park Slope. And he's like going to be an intern. Brooklyn his whole life. He's Brooklyn his whole life. Oh, I remember what I was going to okay, say. See, I knew that there telling you the very vague yeah. premise that, of the movie. It's, I mean, it, it is like her, her, the way she dresses a set is another character. Yes. And she's known for it, so I feel like she has to deliver on that front. Right. She has to be right. meticulous, almost right. in the same way like Wes Anderson is known for the way he like, you yeah, know, it's sets true. up a shot. If Wes like, Anderson did some like handheld. Yeah, if he if he, right. if he just like held, yeah, like, handed it off to somebody yeah. else, you'd be like, wait, what? That's his yeah. whole thing. It's really the same for her. It's like the pillows and the coffee table books and. You know, the white wall, everything about There's it. There's an entire ecosystem yes. where every it, it, element has to be in place. 100% is an ecosystem. And it's, right. it's like a spa where, like, if you yes. went to a spa and there was a shitty picture hanging up on the wall, you'd be like, right. this kind of ruins it for me. That's a great like, way to look at it. the music has to be yes. right. The paneling has to be right. No, it's a Everyone total. Everyone working has to have the right tone of voice. Like That's really true. Yeah, I think that the, the look of her movies are just as important as anything else. Yeah. Like, you're kind of counting on it. I agree. Right. And people, you know, like, the big, you know— criticism thrown at her is like the movies don't have conflict and they're all about like quote unquote white rich people problems. They are. Well, it's, sure. They're not just about white rich people. They're also there is no diversity. No, there is no. no. This That's was the, the hugest whitest the, This one. one really hurts. It really like because yes. this is set in Brooklyn. And there are yes. so many people I know. in this yes. movie. A lot of, There's like lot 18 of roles There's so that many are like six lines a piece. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you can fucking sprinkle a little Something. more diversity yeah. into yeah, this you're movie, in like in Brooklyn, in a callous way. Like you can yeah. do it in a way that would make me wince, but it would be better than like it's really, not doing it at all. Well, it's really strange. Like, you look at the boy interns, and you're Sorry, like, no. it kind of sucks that it's just like three white guys who sort of have similar looks. You and know? one of those I don't even fucking know. And who their is personalities that are kind of the same. Yes, yes, so, yes. They yes. are like right. They're, they're not, not right. even anything. No, they're no. you they're don't even children. They're just some guys because don't even care. One branch of this movie is what you're saying is that right. Nancy reckoning with and then the other branch is her reckoning with like masculinity in millennials and how it's like gone 
Which almost feels to me like her maybe going like, I don't know, maybe I put like some Apatow stuff in it. They'll be more sure, bankable. Like right, I'll make right. it like but this But I feel like, like it's her watching comedy. the Apatow yeah. movies and being like, what is appealing about yeah, I don't these get men? This like at all. this is awful. They should tuck so, in their shirts. Right. And then so every boy in this movie is like a dumb you know, Right. Boy yeah. And maybe blob. that's also to kind of like showcase a contrast between like the main sure. character who's this woman who has her shit together. Yes. And then these kind of like doofus plaid yeah, wearing I just think that boys. stuff is is very broad. Like all the De Niro stuff and the Hathaway stuff for me feels so specific and they're so fully realized as characters, not just the performances, but the writing and what their struggles are and all of I that. I totally agree. And yeah. then the boy stuff feel like here are a couple silly boys. Right. And it gets really hijinks. The like the fucking laptop scene is like like it's worth it for the moment where De Niro goes like I break into house, steal the laptop. <laughs> But once you get to that, like, set we get two piece, options. We, we, we whack her. Right. <laughs> we get the lap, though. Yeah, because, like, anytime it's De Niro and Hathaway talking in this movie, I'm like, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, the whole, also, the whole first half hour, you're like, just be friends. Right, like, you, know, you just the, wanted to be friends. Yeah. So, um, don't you see how nice he is, Anne? And she's yeah. fine. She's pleasant. Oh, like, she's again, pleasant. not, not, there's not, there's never a lot of, no, no never this a lot is of not conflict what in women these want. No one is a yeah. bitch on wheels in right. this movie. So Wait, yes. I had a quick question about yeah. what sure. uh, what women want. Is yeah. Nancy Myers involved in what men want, which is coming out? Okay, I so think she gets a token producer credit, maybe. I mean, I think she maybe. Someone posted today. She got added to the IMDb page as a director, but Adam Shankman is direct. It says oh. now, it now says directed by Nancy Myers, comma Adam Shankman. That's yeah. I think it's I just think that's an error. total bullshit. Okay. Um, Pete Davidson is in it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, Max Greenfield, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Who else is in it? Phoebe Robinson. Phoebe Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Erica Baidu is in it. Wow. I'm just looking at Mark uh, then Cuban. It's definitely not a Man- Nancy Myers movie. No. <laughs> Way uh, too yeah. diverse. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the other I one, don't know. like I don't the, think she's involved. the other Aaron. IMDb she didn't write thing. that movie. She didn't write what we want. Uh, That's yeah. the one she didn't write. Okay. Um, the other Aaron IMDb thing I came across in the last day was some jokester, uh-huh. some Richard T. Joker uh-huh. added on IMDb that uh, Academy Award nominee Michael Mann, director of Heat, yeah. is one of the... Uh, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Fucking, why am I forgetting the name of it? The the class they do in the park. Oh, the Tai Chi The people? Tai Chi guys. Really? And I literally uh, framed by framed both Tai Chi sequences to see if anyone was Michael Mann, and it's not. No. He's not in there. You're not going to do that. I feel like some jokester's fucking around Nancy Myers' IMDb pages. Um, don't like that. This is the thing I was going to say that's crazy. Like oh, yes. movies. Tell, tell me. About the three assistant boys. Oh, yes. Um, the the one who both of you were like, who is that guy? Where where did he come from? Uh, is Nancy Myers' real life former personal assistant. Oh, is that the third guy? Oh, like, I, the guy wears the... Who, with the glasses the, and the sweater. Yeah, the one who wears the, the, the blouse. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. The exactly. blouse scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was her real life personal assistant. Whoa. You look at his IMDb profile, it's him being personal assistant to a bunch of different people, Whoa. writer's assistants and writer's rooms. Sure. He's not an actor, wanted to be a writer-director, just completed his own like debut film as a writer-director. Good, good for him. But she, like, there was a Hollywood Report article when he got cast that was like, finally the movie can film. Production kept on getting delayed because she couldn't fill in this missing piece. She had seen guys up to 10 times, and then she finally just decided to hire her real personal assistant because that's clearly who she had in mind. Wow. And still made him audition five times. That's, yeah. And he's not an actor. But it's just like, she was like, well, he's like a, he's like that type. And then finally just just decided to make it that guy. Yeah, and why did she need four of them or however many there were? There's a lot of them. They're the same guy. And they're all men. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's really not a lot of women working at this company. It no. is, yeah. Like I guess some of the sales ladies, you, I don't know. And it would kind of be more effective if it was one guy who he helped rather than like, you can't dress, yeah, why you don't know where to live. It didn't right. need to be yeah. a team of guys. No. One guy would have been fine. I, De Niro needs his like little rat pack in this movie. I don't yeah. know how else to describe it. Like yes. everyone loves De Niro in this movie. Well, that's the thing I love about this movie is that De Niro's character is like such a nerd. Because yeah. we've talked about how much Nancy Myers like kind of idolizes like the appealing creep. Yeah, this is Nicholson, Mel Gibson, the kind of like right. he's, yeah, a, like he's a dick, but yeah, yep. right, right. There's something right. about him, right? You know, right. right. And this he, this is the opposite of that. He well, was because married she for likes forty to, years. Right. She yeah. likes to have the the woman sort of like transform them. Yes, she right. Likes to have the female lead sort and of like he, turn them from pieces of shit to right. like less pe- less pieces and of less shit. You keep that edge <laughs> and that like juice and that like charisma, but you give him like a, a conscience. Yeah, and this sure. movie, he's just like a really decent, he's a rock solid, solid guy. guy. Yeah, there's really no no transformation. Women necessary. are throwing themselves. Linda yes. Lavin from wants to beginning. make him some goddamn lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> she will pay him. To yes. have sex with her. Like, Fiona really gave feels him an erection in the office. Yeah, that, yeah, like that chick can kind of go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I needed the dirty grandpa it's scene weird. with the neighbors. It was so yeah. unnecessary. A couple of times she does shit like that, like the USB thing. Because it's sure. like the rest of the movie then he like, I was happy every time they you avoided one of those his things. dignity. Me too. It, it felt, it was like off tone. Like when when he's trying to um, like console Adam Devine about Becky. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, have you talked to her? And he's like, a little bit. And he's like, I don't mean tweeting. Have you really talked to her? And you're like, right. okay, so he knows what tweeting yeah. is. Like, of right. course, he's a man of the world. But then it's like he doesn't know how to turn a laptop on. He gets a boner anytime a woman touches him. For some reason, like, the laptop thing uneven. I'll forgive. Yeah, that's I not don't horrific. mind the laptop thing. The, the boner thing can literally yeah, fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Well, it was also the boner thing. Ben likes the okay, boner. Okay, here's the thing. Ben likes the here's the thing, though. We could have had the boner scene without two co-workers right. on either side of him looking at his dick sure. seven reaction like, shots Whoa. and they literally like nudging each other like look yeah. Robert De Niro's dick is hard and it is weird that, <laughs> yes. that the, the score then goes like boy, boy, boy. Yeah. it's oh weird that God, they throw that in I didn't even notice yeah. that no, I cannot handle it I cannot yeah, yeah no, it, just, it just, feels like some little did it really shit. was no, there I'm like oh I thought there was like a score thing that you noticed it's not impossible that there'd be a twang I'm very gullible and that does feel fitting I would not put it Past this movie to have that. It's not, not a boy yeah. but like some kind what, of the slide whistle, uh, some kind of something <laughs> happening. They play in the a score. Zither. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Because right. um, the, the music was pretty like the music is obnoxious. It was very eighties. It did not feel like a current movie. There's way too much music in this movie. And also, the movie gets better when the when they kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the scenes slow down and becomes these conversations. Yeah. But like, yeah, the boner thing is like crazy. And uh, <laughs> right, we like, can move past no, it. I, I mean, like, you know, yeah, I just remember like, movie. because when I was auditioning, and I probably like sped When you're auditioning right, through the you, script, yeah, right, they made you boner. look at his yes, boner. They made me right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they were like, go look. And I was like, you're getting him here every day to read with every kid. And he's like, what are you going to do? He doesn't I even have dialogue. I could do him better. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Got a boner. Neither of us can do it. This boner? Yeah. What? But I just was so living in like, oh, this is like my eighth audition for this movie. I'm reading these same couple of shitty scenes where De Niro tells you you're dressing poorly and then gets a boner or whatever. <laughs> I was so, I was so, so dreading. you weren't even hyped up for the movie. I was right. so dreading this movie. Right, right, right. And we talked about this past episode. I slipped the script to Bobby Finger. He was like, I love it. And I was like, I can't even deal with this fucking thing. Sure. Skipped it when it came out. 
And then I kept on hearing people like, Quentin Tarantino said it was like one of his favorite movies of that year. And True. he was like, I think that's one of the best performances De Niro's given in the last decade. I think that should have won an Oscar for best screenplay. He is, he is very good. Um, there was it's another, a good movie. It's a good oh, movie. Oh, I know. It's a good movie. Solid movie. I reviewed it for The Atlantic. Mark, I said it was good. Mark Maron kept on fucking talking about it on WTF where he'd be like, have you seen that intern thing? Seriously. De Niro's like so dialed in in that movie. Whenever he'd have an actor on the show, he'd be like, De Niro's still good. Have you seen the intern? <laughs> and I was like, I guess I got to see this fucking thing. And I watched it on a plane. Sure. And I got Which, off the plane. You know, it's a great for. place to exactly. watch it. Yeah. Immediately texted Romley, my sister, who's like uh, lives in Nancy Meyers movie. And I was just like, Romley, have you seen the fucking intern? And she was like, yeah, why? And I was like, that movie's like kind of a masterpiece. Sure. And she's like, what about all the shit with the boys and the boners and whatever? And I was like, I don't care about any of that. Like, this is one of the only films I've ever seen that is about a totally aromantic relationship between a man and a woman who are not relatives. I know. And it's just about two people becoming friends. Yep. And it's like them talking to each other about their problems. Right. But then there's this side plot in which she's married to a weasel, mm-hmm. a human weasel. Yes. They, we don't see the prologue in which a weasel was transformed into a human. No. but we then, Or when she That's, decides to fall in love with him. It's the one piece of magical realism in this movie. <laughs> right. Is that... Is a living uh, weasel. A weasel gains sentience and grows um, some orange facial hair. That's that's my only... Yeah. Bi- di- uh, that's what sticks in my craw. He's like a little... Like, Andrew's home. A little <laughs> bearded gopher in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a very... Yeah, well, he's tall. He's a tall bearded gopher. It's, but he feels little. He does. You know what I mean? I know. He feels like a wet noodle. He feels yes. kind of teeny. Yeah, he does. I feel like if I just went like like that, yeah, he'd just like go through a wall. Yeah, yeah. He feels very, he's like, yeah, he's like soft, like the clay that the, he molded with his daughter in this movie. <laughs> I mean, the, the problem is the character is kind of supposed to be a piece of shit, but you're ultimately supposed to like. That's okay. What right. you're that's, about to touch you, on is what I need to that's understand. That's where I think the movie kind of falls apart. Is he... What what are we supposed to feel towards him? You think likable? I think mm, I don't know. I think in Nancy's mind, how could you mind, like him? Here's what I think. I think in Nancy's mind, when she's writing the script, yeah. What do you think her, her mind's her vision eye, was for it? That final speech is Jerry Maguire interrupting the women's group. Stop and right. winning and, her back, and, right? And winning the really? audience. Like, okay, you know what? This guy's fucked up. Like, but seven Jerry ways Maguire is likable. Yes. Like, you know, in the movie. Uh, 100%. Like, right. From the beginning. Tom Cruise, but, master but movie star. Jerry Maguire is not about a guy who cheats on his wife, no. otherwise doesn't really do anything in the movie, just sort of sits in a kitchen. Right. Like, he, yeah. He's not and giving he's like, us anything. No. It also, this is complicated to talk about because I it's think. Complicated? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it feels complicated to talk about because also, not only is he sort of like, he's not, the, he's not. Uh, yeah, he's not likable. He feels very inauthentic. Mm. And then he's also complaining about how he's tired a lot. Yep. And I think that the role of a working mother is probably the most exhausting job uh-huh. of all time. Right. Whereas yeah. they live in paradise and right. his daughter goes, his daughter is adorable yeah, and doesn't adorable have anything wrong and, with and her. Lovely, and like yeah. lovely and yes. easy, like yes. very sophisticated, mm-hmm. not yeah. like a daddy. Nah. No. Like right. she was not that at all. She's no. like, daddy, can I have a cookie? She's just she's so freaking intelligent. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's like an easy kid. I'm just like, why is this guy's so fucking tired. He's tired. His wife works so hard. And Anna Hathaway's like she still dropping the kid off at school. Still like dropping she's the still kid getting her school. hands dirty right. with the parenting Absolutely. stuff. All he does this is like make play doh with her. He's a yeah. loser. He's a fucking yeah, he's loser. A huge loser. Look, he is the definition of a loser. He can't handle that his wife has a job. Like that seems to be the only conflict is that his it wife is. has a job. It's like yeah. also weighs like, like, on him existentially. Figure it out. Yeah, she's busy. My, God, like, if my wife oh, oh. <laughs> decided to go found a fucking company that yeah. grew like, in 18 months, <laughs> right. yes. she 
any money. 200 employees. <laughs> yes. Fucking suck your own dick, you sir. You own a brownstone. But also halfway through the you movie. You brownstone. She tries to fuck him and he says no. Yes. Oh, he's, yeah, he was like, I'm tired. Let's do it tomorrow. I was like, you're tired? <laughs> she just got home from running a company. You're married. You're married. You have everything. God, and he's got, but here's the thing. And I was saying this to you off mic yeah. uh, before we uh, got in here. Um, Late in the movie when mm-hmm. we're jumping all over, who cares? Late yeah. in the movie when um she's crying over like, should I leave him? She's like, he would just get remarried like right away. And I mean, maybe I never would. And I was like, fuck, she's probably right. Cause yeah. she's like the, yeah. you know, she's intimidating and he's just this doofus that's, you know, just like, you know, I, I roll get, around the streets of Fort Green, like he a piece of garbage and someone will just pick him up. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, give him, give me, give me, give me. To, he's a daddy. Give me that daddy. <laughs> we have to circle back around to that. Cause that's the scene where it becomes just like, like a, a ball of flannel, just like, you know, sitting on a sidewalk. It's always fall for him. <laughs> Look, I, I don't, you know, we, we we were talking before recording about how to approach this, right? Sure. We were. We we both, we, we're actors. We get paid to act on, on in things. It never feels great to, like, just dunk on anybody. But I will say in the most diplomatic way I can that this performance has the insincerity of a kid forced to apologize. <laughs> you mean at the end? <laughs> right. Like, like someone told him, like, go in there and tell you sorry. Tell you sorry She's for like, spilling the apple uh, juice. I felt like I lost you. Uh, don't leave me, please. Like, yeah, right. Right. And and the problem is you're like, is that supposed to be a quality of the character or is it That's just what's confusing as as I sort of feel watching it that perhaps this guy who's like a bro comedy guy who writes his own stuff is a little embarrassed to be like vulnerable. The the husband in a yeah. Nancy Myers movie. Yeah. Whereas like Adam Devine gets to play like the funny comic relief character. He seems a little embarrassed to have to be in this kind of movie playing this type of part where he doesn't get to be like goofy. What I don't understand though is why couldn't he have been goofy? Right. And lovable and zany. That's what you want. And that could be built into maybe something that she's attracted to, but also feels like his life is a little too simple and hers is really complicated. This is the thing. That feels like a real relationship, too. should be walking in there and it's like, right, he's having fun with the kid. They're like a little pair and and they're like, you know, being goofy, right? And she's missing out on it. Exactly. But then at least she's like, oh, he's a good dad. But also maybe a little resentful. Like, oh, he gets to be like Mr. Fun Guy. And I, yeah, and I'm like pulling my weight for the family. I mean, that to me, I feel like you could easily build comedy into oh, that role. This Instead, character should be yeah. uh, uh, Paul Rudd knocked up. A hundred percent. Where she yes, resents the right. fact that he gets to be like that's, goofball and everyone exactly loves him. Which is that's right. why that movie that is Griffin, good. That's right, exactly. Right. And, and you scenes, do love him. You love he him. is being shitty and sometimes. And he's fucking hot as but shit. But you love him. He's in fuego. And right. they're both mutually, like, Leslie Mann also is like, she's like nightmarish quote unquote at yeah, times. But, but also lovable and so relatable. And, yeah, and you're just sexy. like, yeah, and sexy. And that yeah. speech like, yes. she has where like, you think you're not mean because you don't yell. She's right. like, this you're is mean. mean. It's right. beautiful. I, I love mean, that. That scene uh, is incredible. That like, that's incredible. what this relationship should be. But the problem is that like, he not only doesn't have chemistry with her, he not only seems like he's embarrassed to be in the movie, 
and can't right. conjure up any emotion other than tired, which he doesn't even do with full commitment. It's true. He doesn't even write. He's thing. like, I'm tired. He also, <laughs> he's like, well, I said it. He also so has it must be true. no chemistry with the daughter, which is a problem. Yeah, right, right. Because if he was so good with the kid, you could forgive a lot that, where you're that's like. That's what he should be, right. though. That's and instead, De Niro walks into this gorgeous house, this and gorgeous and kitchen. And the kids start having De Niro and the kid are adorable. And he's yeah, like, how you doing? He's like, I'm tired. Yeah. There's that one scene even where he has to say how good the Yankees are. Right. And even that. He doesn't nail. Right. He can't even banter about the Yankees with De Niro. And that's the Kobayashi Maru of this movie. Is that <laughs> oh, is it? It is. No, because I mean, like, I, I love this film as the sort of like two people just get to know each other. Here are two people at very different stages of their life. Here's like Robert De Niro, who like lived a very good conventional life very happily in a very sort of like contained by the book way, Mm -hmm. never accomplishing anything that was like humongous, although he still somehow was able to buy an incredible brownstone. But he's also of the grateful era. Yes. Which is the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing he brings to the table is like, oh, I like you you used to just be satisfied and no one's satisfied anymore. I think a lot about like my, my grandfather, right? Who like passed away? Shout 10 him years out, ago. Lenny Newman. Lenny right? Newman was like a guy who like wanted to be in show business and was like you know like first generation like Hungarian immigrant and he like had a job as like I don't know like a delivery boy or something and like he told me this like a month before he died and I was like oh my whole life makes sense now. Mm. But he was like supposed to deliver something to the Paramount offices in New York where the Hard Rock Cafe is now, and. Like, someone hadn't showed up that day. And in, like, a fucking Rick the Intern turn of events, they, like, let him be the assistant for this woman at Paramount. Mm. And he was, like, getting his foot in. He was like, I always wanted to be in show business. And then his, like, father died, and his family didn't have insurance. And he was like, oh, fuck, I need to learn insurance so I can take care of my, like, mom and our siblings. And then he became an insurance man, and he did that for the rest of his life, and he never liked it. And he was, like, successful, and he made money, and he had kids. But he just, like, ended up his whole career being like, well, I didn't have a job. I couldn't pursue this other thing. What do you tell you? You do the right. job that you're supposed to do. I make a phone book for, like, 80 years. You know, right. whatever. I provide for my family. In the right. same factory that is now. <gasps> Incredible. Irony to this. I mean, that yeah. to me was an unnecessary layer, but I, it was lovely. cute. It was cute. I like that they hold, that he's, he's been holding that back. Like, he doesn't mention it to anyone. Because he doesn't want to make a big deal he's out of anything. He's a little embarrassed about it, maybe. Right, he's, I used to work right over he's there. He's kind of a nerd. His entire life he's known about, like, you do the things you're supposed to do. You're a good husband, you work your job, yeah. and then now he's retired and his wife is dead, and he has no life anymore. He, like, doesn't know who he is anymore. Yeah. So he gets this internship, which for him, it's like, well, kind of amusing. He's you know, going to get out of the house. And very quickly, I think what you realize by the end of the movie, what he sees is, this is a generation that's allowed to pursue big ambitions. Right. Without sure, being sure. like monsters. Well, it's, right, but it's right. also a generation where he walks in and everyone is so stressed out. And you can yeah. tell that like he is like, whatever is stressing you out is not stressful. Yeah. Because like, like, every time anyone's in a crisis, he's just like, that's okay. Yeah. Right. How about you do this? And they're but like, that's, oh, okay. Oh, I guess so. Like yeah. he never gets mad. He's of a grateful generation. He's of a like, you just do the work generation. You even just do the thing. Don't get upset. Even you know? when he discovers that Anne Hathaway's driver is like drunk, <laughs> drunk yeah. he's like, hey, Get out of here, buddy. You know, yeah. like that's like the. He extent. was very much like <laughs> yeah. I've seen this before. Happens all the time. But you gotta go home. Right. But he's just like the most on top of it guy it's in great. the world, and he sees how to like just fix everyone's problems. But it does speak to this like generation divide where it's like we're living the exact lives we want to live, which is fucking terrifying, and it stresses us out all the time. Yes, and we have it's everything also, to lose. And also, you know? anxiety is trendy. Yep. 
And you see it in this movie. It's part of the culture is like you ride a bike and you have a big open office in Brooklyn and you just are constantly anxious and you give in to your anxiety in right. this way that feels very, uh, yeah. I'm not saying that if you have anxiety that it is because it's a trend. No, I'm shaming anxiety, I Jamie. I was yeah. like, oh no. Oh, no, you're but, right though. I but mean, it's yeah. true. It's yes. like, And he's kind of like, why is everyone flipping out all right. the time? Right. Right. It's okay. Right. And like the shittier version of this movie is, or the shittier version of this character, I'd say, is the guy who's just like super repressed, never like looked in himself. And it's just like, you don't complain about things. Yeah. But then is like a horrible drunk, you know, or whatever right, it right, is. Right, right, And this is a guy who's somehow just like perfectly balanced, just like lived his little life. But I think he sees this thing in her where it's like, this is incredible what she's accomplished, mm-hmm. what she's done, what she can do in this modern era, the way technology has sped all these things up. But there's also this other element of like, you know, this is a movie that makes me get, like, so much residual stress about, like, um, I'm at the point now where, like, if a phone goes off in a movie, I get, like, an anxiety ting mm-hmm. where I'm just, I like, have that. Oh, it's a text I don't want to check. It's an email I don't want to check, even if it's for a character. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy who just, like, sits down and talks to people. And it's like, okay, what's the problem? Yeah. You know? Like, he only deals with, like, the thing that's, like, right in front of him. Like, the I'm going to go downstairs, talk to this driver. The other thing I really appreciated, um, I love that he had a son. He has a son mm-hmm. uh, who lives in San Diego. I right. really love that Nancy Myers didn't have him have a daughter. Yep, sure. And that he, right. it's it's not that storyline of, like, you remind me of my daughter. Like, I like yeah. that it's, like, no, he just, like, thinks this woman's really amazing and, like, not he in a sexual she's a way. Badass, He's just, like, says, very right. impressed with her as a person. Right. And, and that he doesn't become a father figure to her. Like it very yes, yeah. distinctly is, and specifically is a friendship. Is, they're just friends, yeah. which is so special. I love right. that he didn't, he doesn't like talk down to her right. or um, try to like help her in ways that are like vaguely inappropriate, not sexually, but just like you're like overstepping. Like he's just he like, he knows kind of not to do yeah, that. He's right. really, like, he, he really has a great grasp on boundaries. Yeah, it's like kind of his big moment right. in the movie at the end of the movie is finally being like, Look, you don't need a CEO, yeah. you know, like, which, like, that's it. And, and we it, build up to that. And he, right, he needs a whole yeah, movie to kind of like be movie like, to get hey. to that place where he feels comfortable talking to her like that because right. she is the boss and he understands like how the hierarchy of a company breaks down he's like i am the intern he's an intern i am just the intern even though i have so much more experience yes right Right. do you think she's gonna hire him at the end of the movie though like he's not gonna be an intern forever right oh he's definitely i think that if there were a sequel it would start with him he'd be called like the vice president because right you were saying like you you were watching with humble brag your girlfriend joanna that's true and the whole movie she was like why isn't he the intern why isn't he the intern why is he the ceo why is he the ceo being like she had seen it i think it was just like he becomes the ceo at the end right and i was like i mean i think it's it's one of those implied endings which i'm actually fine with sure Sure, sure. It's, it's kind like, of like you know, choose he's your sort own of the adventure. informal kind right. of sounding board. Like it's that's very what he'll like, be. We right. see where this is going. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you know, but I think it feels like you're watching the movie and you're like, oh, fuck, is that the thing they're setting up to make it like super neat and tidy? But that would kind of be a bummer ending. It would. Because it would be too obvious. It would, it would be, and it would be, like you say, the dynamic would suddenly be shifted in a way that doesn't make sense. Like, He's her friend. Right. First and foremost. And he shouldn't key, be the number one of no, the company. Is that no. he wants her to be number one. Right. Right. He right. gets it. She's but number even one. Even if she's it would help her if he was the CEO. No, he can he like break into homes for her. He's like she's fixer. the number one. She's the one and only. Right. Yeah. And he really believes in that. And, yeah. And that he like has God, this fucking character. He's getting worked up. Yeah, no, but the, but this thing, I mean, the scene, the scene in the hotel room, right? So, like, the movie's building up to this thing. He starts taking on more and more responsibilities. There's the sort of fake out where she gets, like, freaked out by the fact that he's asking her so much. Right. Which I, which I think so speaks to the right. generation divide where it's like. He calls him too observant. 
Because she's you know, in the backseat emailing yeah. like six different people, seven different things at the same time. Right. And the idea of someone like asking her about herself or noticing things is like, that's creepy. You're like, sure. why is someone paying attention to someone else's life? That's not what people do anymore. And so she sort of like looks the gift horse in the mouth and then like immediately goes and apologizes to him and is like, this is my own shit. Right. Like, you're incredible. And he, he's just like, that's okay. Yeah. You want you want some coffees? It's like, please, don't say another word. No problem. <laughs> yeah. But as they push the CEO thing on her, he, she like carries him with her as her yeah, like. As her totem. Her yeah. like, her like teddy bear yeah. into this like meeting with the CEO. And then, you know, like this is, this is the moment where I was like, fuck, is this movie about to fall apart? The fire alarm goes off. Sure. He calls her to say, did you catch that? Which is adorable. He wants right. to make sure that she's not sleeping through the fire alarm, right? Right. They meet outside wearing their robes. Then she goes like, hey, you want to see my room? Right. Oh, oh, that's nice. I mean, do you want to come in? And I go like, fuck. Is this going to be a scene where she like confuses her emotions for him, uh-huh. tries to kiss him? Oh, my God. That would be he's chilling. Like, no. Right. Is this a scene where they strategize about how he's going to become the CEO? Like, what? what is the relationship going to turn into at this point? And instead, it just becomes... This insanely honest conversation right? where he has now seen Anders Holm in the van kissing the woman yeah. because he was also a babysitter in addition to every sure, other thing. Sure, he drove the kid he's to doing her life. Yeah, and birthday. He's, it's been weighing on him. That scene's pretty funny where everyone's commenting on his complexion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, and she says, he's cheating on me. And he says, how do you know? And you're like, is this going to be says, a blow You know up? this too? Yeah. Is this going to be a fight? This piece of shit. He, he right. turns into James Caan in, uh, in The Godfather. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm, but he, like, she starts doing sort of the Helen Hunt speech from What from Women what we want, want. Yeah. Where it's like, I get it. Like, it's threatening to like, you know, it's the textbook thing. You lash out. And like, I wanted to believe it was over. I want to believe it's just a thing. We can work past this. And like, he shuts her down. And it's like, I can't believe I'm going to sound like the feminist here, but like, fuck that. Like, you're allowed to have a job. You're allowed to have a job and you're an incredible mother and you're a deeply impressive person. And no one should shame you into feeling like you're doing something wrong by being successful. What he doesn't say and should say is like, also, this guy is no good. Yeah. Yeah. He is pond scum. Like, I've hated him from (laughs) the beginning. Right. I've got an eye for losers. (laughs) I saw the Play-Doh, the cake that he made out of Play-Doh. Not good. But then Hathaway has this moment that just, like, shook me to my core. Both times I have watched it, where she, through tears, just goes, like, you know, the speech you were saying, where it's like, you know, he'll marry someone else, and my daughter will love him, and he'll be happy, and I'm going to end up buried alone. And he's like, that's not true. Yeah, they have the conversation about burial plots. Right, and she goes. (laughs) He's like, you can be with me. My wife's over there. I'm in Greenwood. She says, this is what crushes me. You and I both know that I'm not easy. Sure. Yeah. I and hate it's that. this moment of her being like, I have worked so hard to get to this moment. I'm not going to give this up. And this feeling that I think is really human and very specific of like, I'm difficult. Sure. So I, I don't come, deserve X. Like, you know. and, and what makes me think this will happen a second time? Especially now if a guy has to enter at the ground floor where I'm already this consumed by my work. I already have a kid. Like, what's the chance I can replicate this? Isn't it better to stay in this loveless marriage 
just because I don't want to feel like I fucked this up. Well, that's also interesting that this that this speech was included in this movie, because I also feel like Nancy Myers movies are a lot of times about that, like second chance yeah. that a woman gets, like especially in Something's Gotta Give. Is that right? Yes. That's the name yeah, of the movie? Absolutely. And Something's Gotta Give. It's all about like women do kind of get a second wind in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like she's kind of I want to say maybe the only like filmmaker I know who portrays that women actually do like it's not over for us. Right. If you get divorced, if you get to, yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. That, and that you can like be sexual and like have this really great like fantasy life at any age, and people will be attracted to you, and you're not just like this washed up old hag. So, anyways, yeah. it's kind of I feel like the speech in this movie is like a precursor, almost like an ominous precursor yeah. to like, well, actually, if you break up with him. Maybe you're just going to be a sad divorce just, lady. No, but yeah. if you break oh. up with him, the opposite, that right. you're going to break up with him and then like maybe actually it's going to be really great for you. It's Probably. almost like... Um, That's what she should do. It's a right. wink to where her other movies head. Right. Almost, you're, no, you're like. right. That's a good point because this is the first movie of hers in a while where like the... It's like a younger, younger person. person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess probably since Helen Hunt. Right. Because yeah. Helen Hunt's probably around 40 yeah. and yeah. Little, right? Like somewhere, somewhere around there. two characters feel like very much of a piece to me. Yeah. Um... You want her to end up dumping Anders home because oh, absolutely. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot the holiday sucks. has young people. Anyway, yes. Just, oh, just, yeah, just, the holiday. The holidays. I love that though. movie. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like you're watching it and you're going like, okay, so what's the outcome I want here? Because I obviously don't want her to be with him, and I want her to remain the CEO. But her life's going to be really difficult if she makes those two decisions. If Would she makes be, both though? of them, not in a bad way, but it's just like she's, she can afford a nanny. She can buy Anders. <laughs> she can. He's I mean, on the street, he doesn't have any money. I, That's the yes. thing. Why is he? Be, he's being difficult. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not yes. considering that he has no source of income. Yeah, where's outside the bank coming from yeah. here? You know, like he's well, going to need to. Well, he was so much more successful. Oh, he was successful before we got. Oh. Together. She's just being nice. Do you know how often he wasn't successful? I, I I read the original shooting script. He sucked. <laughs> There's a scene of him being bad at stockbroking uh, or whatever the he was. Poop factory. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I. Uh, at least once a day, think to myself, you know what my greatest career ambition would be? What? That I marry someone sure. who has that good of a career. Wait, let's throw to Rom now. We should, we should oh, before we forget. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, Rom, because Romley, we're talking about their fabulous home and yes, life. Yes, their fabulous home. Uh, Romley, Romley Newman, my longtime sister, uh, who's also a chef, uh, does a, a segment every episode where she reviews the kitchen and Nancy Myers movies. Uh, so here reporting now, live, our special correspondent, Romley Newman with her kitchen corner. And, and this one features a Shocking twist. Big twist. Welcome to Romilly's Kitchen Corner. And here is your host, Miss Romilly Newman. (gasps) Oh my God. Oh my God. I I did not see you there. Uh, Well, welcome to my kitchen. And I'm going to talk about the kitchen in The Intern, which is a kitchen I spent much time of my childhood in. One of my friends, this is her kitchen. And nothing in my life has brought me more joy than the fact that a kitchen that I've eaten in and cooked in is in an Nancy Myers movie. But this kitchen's great. This kitchen is very Brooklyn townhouse. It's very well designed. I would say it's more, um, I think a lot of Nancy's other kitchens seem like sets and like they're perfect sets and they look great. But this actually looks like a kitchen in a very well designed house. Uh, there's that amazing fireplace, uh, all the original molding, beautiful floors. And, you know, the funny thing is they actually, my friend's kitchen is unbelievable and they kind of tore it apart and 
Nancy, of course, totally redesigned the kitchen for this movie. Uh, she made a lot of changes, which is interesting. She changed the stove. She completely reworked the island. And um, it's still beautiful. I'm partial to it because I've, I know it. But I also think it's a really chic, elegant kitchen. And it's very New York, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. So it turns out the, the brownstone in this movie is one of her high school friends' brownstones. Wow. So she's nice like house. cooked meals in that kitchen. Wow. And she was the girl who would cook for other girls. It's a nice school. kitchen? Yeah. It's a bom- bombshell, right, Jamie? That is. Stunned? That is a big, big piece of information Huge. for me. Yeah. Huge. Um, yes, it's a beautiful life. It's Romilly's dream life that Anne Hathaway has. Right. And I would give up anything to be married to Anne Hathaway in this movie and be like, Oh, cool. I just get to be a dad all the time. But would you be married to Anders Holm? No, I wouldn't be married to Anders Holm. I know. I'm just asking. No, the point is, I would. In this devil's bargain. Like, what if it's like you get the life, but you have to be married to Anders Holm instead of Anne Hathaway? But if Anders Holm. I know. Who's making the money? I I get it. No, and also, if he was that wonderful a person. Like, that's the point. I I would. So not only. Not only would I not feel emasculated by being the house husband, I would feel empowered if I was like, I don't have to have a career anymore. Thank fucking God. I'm just going to try to raise a child well in this broken world. And also, he's someone who had a career. So, like, if, you know, it got to a point where maybe something happened with her business, it went south on some some level, he would figure it out. He's not, like, worthless. No. No. Yeah. He has, like, skills. He just wants to be a great dad. Form some hobbies. I don't know. Absolutely. Fucking figure something out, It's a great life. Yeah. And the fact that it's like another parent at the school is just sloppy. It is. Yeah, it is sloppy. That's the thing. Extend, you know, it's a little gross. Does she yeah. ask who is who is she? I I feel like mm, at no point she says it's we, a mom at Pages. School. I think she, I think she knows, knows it's the a name because she uh-huh. read the text. Oh right, 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 right. right but right. it's it's yeah, that's that's creepy to date another mom. That like sucks. that's you're you're it's you're disgusting. muddying the like school yeah. waters here. And like, Jules goes to the school. Like yeah. it's not like Jules yeah. is completely cut off from that side of she knows the mom. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's too incestuous. Not cool. I hate it. And it sucks because it's like the movie ends very abruptly where he comes and gives this very unconvincing speech to win her back to be like, I get it. I was ashamed. I want to be here for you. You cannot hire that CEO. And I think you're supposed to view that as a victory. I know. That really, that was the thing that really bummed me out about this movie. I really, I really, the whole, the whole scene and. She's, I, I thought Anne Hathaway seemed really like touched by the speech. Right. It, the disparity between when they're cutting Her between reaction, the coverage of right. the two close-ups. She's so in it. It's incredible. She's how so in it. it. She's so good in this. And I also feel and like. he's just like mumbling like yes. he's reading from like a piece of paper. Like, when he right. goes, there's a moment where, actually two moments. He gives two kind of like odd platonic hugs. Yes. <laughs> um, twice. Yeah, twice. And Very the platonic. both times as he goes over her shoulder, he like closes his eyes and he's like mm, like get in here you like that kind of hug they have like no chemistry I, I suppose to like if you were really hugging your wife you'd be right. like sobbing over yeah. their shoulder right. I yeah there's such this a disconnect is, and she was sobbing yes. she was she's, fully in like it like you say she's in it this right. is one of those performances where just like I picture they call cut and he goes over to like a grip and he's like this character such a fucking pussy, huh? Oh my <laughs> like you God. picture him yes. making fun of the character he's playing. Maybe he's nice. I don't know. I don't know. It's just that's I have how no the idea. performance I think horrible in this comes movie. off. And this if he had any good qualities confusing. up until this point, if he sold the shit out of this monologue where you actually believed he showed remorse and change, but it ends up making the movie feel like 
like Jason's hand coming out of the grave at the right. end of the Friday the Thirteenth movie. You can't be rid of him. I will say, yeah, it doesn't. It feels like um, it feels t- what's the word like? Uh, it almost felt like meta or something. Like it, yeah. it felt like a different movie. It, it, it that's yes. a great way to describe yes. it. It felt like it's like a campy movie where it was, he was just very, like, schmackty. Right, and you're like, this is, I guess, the compromise she makes in her life. Like, she didn't compromise on the business, but she's going to be stuck with this guy. Yeah. She, As I've mentioned in previous episodes, she hates sad endings. Yes. She said this. Like, yeah. she just can't watch anything with a sad ending. She, so maybe she's just like, I can't end the movie that yeah. way. Yeah. It's too sad. She cast the guy wrong, but right, maybe she just would not allow a divorce to be... Yeah, I get. I don't know. I don't. I mean, that's I the just, only defense I got for you. It's so weird that she cast. It's also just weird. Should have went to jail. <laughs> right to jail? to jail. Send him to jail. <laughs> yeah. She has like a go to jail card. <laughs> yep. I don't know where he just is now in jail. He gets carried off in handcuffs. Yep. Ben, you said you loved this movie. Oh yeah, so good. Now, and you have been sort of like frustrated living in the Nancy Myers world, and I had had the same thing throughout my life, being like, I I can't deal with Nancy Myers movies, and then when I watched this on a plane, I was like. Oh fuck! I think I kind of get it, and yeah. then this series has been like going back, rewatching them all, and like understanding the value of what she does. Sure. With this movie, I've never seen it before, and I totally get—I think at least—the Nancy Meyer sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's like all the sort of things you guys touched on. It's like it's like a, a nice hug of a movie. Absolutely. It's so delightful. I really love Robert De Niro's character. So good. Yeah. And it, it's again, mm-hmm. as a man who's trying to live in this world and navigate and be a better person, it was like really you enjoyable. Could, like, talk to you. What's that? You could be like, hey, Ben, got some advice. Like, don't you want that to like chat with him? Yes. It'd be nice. I want to be that kind of guy. You want to turn into a De Niro. I want to be like a, yeah. a good dude. Yeah. Just, I want to be like her, just divorcing that guy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'm all for the having the business and the kid. Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong. I shudder to think, but go ding ahead dong. and answer the door. Hello? Uh, Jules? Jules, I'm here, here to talk to you. I'm a good listener. Hey, it's 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 the, the, the titular intern. Ben the intern. Uh, ben. I was going to struggle for your name. I'm sorry. I'm intern Ben. Uh, how you doing, intern Ben? I'm doing all right, but more importantly, how are you doing, Jules? Uh, do you just call everyone Jules? Jules, I think you're a very special lady. Thank you. I don't think you should uh, give up your business. That's that's me. I, I don't want to seem like the woke feminist here, Jules. But... You're very woke. Thank you, Ben. Uh, I just want to create a safe space for you to be able to talk. Oh, an interest, like a talking space. Yeah, just talk uh, quietly and breathe heavily. You are, hey, Ben. Are you picking that up? I mean, the the, uh, the yeah, mics are it. jumping. I'm oh. getting it. Yeah, talk, uh, talk a little bit. I mean, I'm talk glad to know. Bit. I'm glad to know you're you can take in air and breathe it out. Like, yeah, it's just a little exhausting. You know, I'm the only person that everyone in the world can talk to. I wish there was some sort of service that could lift some of the burden off my shoulders. In turn, Ben, it's funny that you mentioned that because today's sponsor is Talkspace. Producer Ben's got some some words for you, Intern Ben. Oh. So Talkspace, mm-hmm. Intern Ben. I'm mm-hmm. talking to Intern Ben right now, Producer Ben. Thank you. Okay. Is an online therapy community that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. That's great because I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm just a man who worked at a phone book company. Uh, that's You did print the help print the phone book But everyone year. talks to me about all of their problems. Well, all you need is a computer. You know what those are. Uh, yeah. What, what is a USB, though? No, no. You don't need a USB. Oh, you just okay. need a computer with an internet connection or... The Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble 
making time for it in the past. Another way to improve your mental health is to uh, wear a nice shirt, tuck it in. That's sure. Maybe Always a have a square. handkerchief, a pocket square. Yeah. I'm wearing a tie today. I know. You're a nice young man. Uh, so you can get something off your chest whenever you need to. You can talk about everyday challenges at work. Mm, yes. Or at home. I work at allaboutthefit.com. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, about the fit, that's right. But you also just sort of like are like some sort of dating guru, right? I'd say more of a general life coach, an yeah, unpaid like a life pro bono <laughs> life coach. Well, uh, you can just chat about life. There's no extra commutes. There's no leaving the office. There's no judgments. Just remember, therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts and breaths or digging into childhood memories. It's about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life, Ben. I'm thinking that maybe I should talk to somebody because right. I seem very deeply repressed. Okay, Ben, here, listen up. Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. So to match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash check and use the code check to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. Well, of course, I'm an old school gentleman, so I always carry a checkbook around with me. Here, Here's the check so you can I, I, validate that I I'm... appreciate that, but you actually just need to go to Talkspace.com slash check for $45 off your first month. That's check. Talkspace.com slash check. Thank you very much, Jules. You're a very special lady. <laughs> Something's got to give. It's a masterpiece. Oh, I mean, hands down, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think that's her... That's her crowning achievement. That movie, I could watch every day and not hate it. Yep. I mean, the thing... She and wanted. The Holiday is a close second. I really love The Holiday. Which? This is something okay. we've been asking guests. Okay. Which part of The Holiday do you prefer? Do you like both parts? What? It sounds like she, oh, you, you mean Diaz London? You mean London Long. or Los Angeles? Right, right, right. Right. I mean, I fully love London. Uh, yes! Yes! <laughs> Los Angeles side. is... You know, it's oh, trickier. Boy. Well, I just well, got want Jack things, Black going, I want things to get cuter mm -hmm. with them faster. They don't, and it they takes certainly a long don't. Time. Takes them a while. She's and stuck also, with Eli Wallach. And you're like, dude, like, is he into her? Fuck? She's definitely into him. <laughs> right, He's a little right, more into right. stabbing. Why is he like is. not <laughs> more into her? He he like like soundtracks. He's like, do you want to hang out on New Year's? It's like we should be fucking by now. He's still like doing the first date eight times. Like, come on, Jack. You yeah. He asked her if she wants to hang out on New Year's on. New Year's. <laughs> and he also asked her to, she has no to hang time out to plan. Yeah. It up. Right. When is yeah. she going to buy her dress? She has like five minutes. Yeah. She, he does make her fettuccine Alfredo, though. He does make her the chini. Uh, I thought she made him the chini. No, he makes her the chini. It's the are one you thing sure? he does. Yeah. In we, his defense, he we makes... We are doing a Nancy yeah. podcast here. But you know, she's like, the one who suggested the fettuccine. She's maybe. like, how about a little fettuccine? <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. Yeah. She says that. Kate Winslet cooking fettuccine. She said it. I remember yeah. she's like, how about some Christmas fettuccine? Mm. Yes. Yes, that is So true. it was her idea. All right. Well, full credit. I mean, no yeah, credit to Furious. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> I want to have one final thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think, the scene where he's sort of finally trying to win her over. Mm -hmm. he, may, he gets her good soup. Oh, yeah. And that is such oh, a he interesting does get her chicken detail. Soup. And I Wait, really what are we think talking about? Hathaway. We're back to Hathaway. Oh, okay. We're back oh, to oh I love that scene. Yeah. It's so I know good. what you're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. When she's, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I feel I like that's the nicest that. gesture. He's like what a life Soup. coach should be. Right. Soup, you gotta get a good Soup. broth. Oh, B- you know, bone broth, don't get me started. He's yeah. what a human should be. Like well, I watch right, this right, movie right. and I'm like, that's a vision of society I could I could get. Can down I with. say that Please. that having soup in a car is stressful. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. In a nice car, I mean, too. This sloshing. is a nice car. Yeah. This, the, the sloshing of it all. I do get stressed watching her try to drink try it to while drink texting. Soup also. While texting in the back seat. It was, I was like, we're asking for a disaster here. I want to shout out uh, Renee Russo. Just because yeah. she's great. I love Fiona. seeing her in a movie. Talk yes, about another yes. like very elegant piece of and like. This is right after like Nightcrawler. So she's sort of been yes. back a little bit. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Shit. She's so great in, right. and and then in the she, Thor movies. Yes. Um, another elegant piece of like uh, less is more screamwriting. That scene where they're like, let's just catch up on each other. And she just very casually says, I used to be sick. I'm not any longer. Yeah. I found very affecting. Right, right, right. You know, like yeah. this this notion of like everything they've she's lived through. She's a classy through. lady. Yeah, she's a real classy oh, lady. And she's she so gives beautiful. Some bonus. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and um, age appropriate for Virginia. Maybe not. Well, she, he's like probably like seven or eight years older than she's her. She's you know, weirdly like, gone into that zone. Because wasn't she in, she not in Las Vegas. She was in one of those movies. Is she? Uh, just getting started, I think yes, she's in. Yes, yes. Mm. She's, she's now started to become the like. If you have a movie with 80-year-old actors, yeah, you can she's hire 60-year-olds. Yeah. She's, she's 65. Yeah. She's 65. Well, okay. yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to start dating uh, let's like guys in their 60s in movies pretty soon. <laughs> well, we pretty there's soon. some like, imaginary yeah, threshold. They're gonna, yeah, they, there is. <laughs> there's like two buckets and yep. you suddenly are moved from one to the I think next. I've right. moved, I think that they definitely cast me opposite a 60-year-old as like the fun <laughs> You're love like interest. Tommy and Lee not Jones the young right. fun, just no. the love interest. <laughs> the other phenomenon we No explanation. The other phenomenon we've like uh, uh, pinpointed in doing this miniseries mm. is the big movie star has a significantly like generations younger best friend who's treated like their contemporary. Yes. So I feel like the other thing you could do is be like Julia Roberts' childhood best friend in a movie. Right. Where it's yeah. like, see, like, they're oh, the same. Yeah, they Jamie went to and high Julia school together. together. Ask no more questions of this. I was a freshman this. when she was a <laughs> senior. <laughs> right. Right. Only it four years sense. difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to shout out Rannells. I think Rannells oh, rules Rannells is in very this. Good because he's not a dick. No, that's, like, that's that scene. part should be a dick. Yes, yes. You know, being like, hey, Jules, you know, and instead he's like very like understanding. He's always on her side. That's the Maybe one. Maybe he's a little frustrated yeah. sometimes, but like he's like, he's very professional. That's the one boy where I think she nailed the cast. She nailed it. And it's yeah. funny because he can be so big. And in this movie, he's just not big at all. He, yeah, I think he's he's usually always pretty consistent too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, yeah, I just like him a lot. Do you know, uh, he had not done a single piece of on-camera acting until Girls. <gasps> He'd only what? been in theater. Right, which was like his big like theater breakthrough with Book of Mormon and everything. And that was the first time he had ever been on camera. And I, I was didn't like, know that. It's crazy because he's like 40. He's a lot older Wait, than he looks. 40? He's 40 years old? He's 40 years old. I know. And so he was oh already like 35 in Book of Mormon. He's playing like 17 and you bought it. Skin. He has amazing skin. Wow. He does have incredible skin. But I was skin. like, how did this guy not work? How did it take him that long? And then I found out he had a super prolific career as a voiceover actor mm. from the time he was a teenager. He did like Yu-Gi-Oh and shit. He yeah, played, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he played all Archie in wow. a bunch of like Archie TV I mean, movies. Good cast. Do you know what Andrew Rannell's debut work as an actor was? <sighs> Tell me. He was one of the titular Street Sharks. I did know this. He's one of the Street... He's Streaks. What? Street streaks shark, of the which street was sharks. Like the what extreme nineties oh, cartoon show. Cartoon. I don't know it. In the oh, Fallout no. of Ninja Turtles, where everyone had to do like mutated uh-huh, animals, uh-huh. co-opt another subculture. Street sharks. 
they were like weird, like gangster, like. Oh, I feel like I know I'm, the denim vest. I'm, yes. yes. I'm trying to find you like a good picture of. The okay, I, oh, I have a pretty good one in my head. They were sort of greaser. You want to see these sharks? Greaser. I feel like sharks. a. Like a <laughs> they are. Yeah, that's exactly. Are. That's exactly. They're all wearing he's, little. He's the little one given the. He's the, the blue one. Yes. <laughs> the oh, shark wow. power salute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the shark power salute. Um, it's a very turn weird your thing. phone off. I'm sorry. Good God. Um, Andrew Rannells, the original streaks. Um. Yeah. yeah I don't I know. Mean, is there anything else you want no, to show? I'll say. I mean, you guys are saying like, is someone got to give your favorites? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're like a big. You know, I I asked you to be on this because we saw you you were uh, liking the Nancy Myers post on Instagram, and then I saw on your Instagram that you were in New York, and I was like, oh, that would be great. Um, but I forgot to ask you what your sort of like lifelong relationship to yeah, her. Yeah. What's your Nancy? Is. Well, um, I'm trying to think. So, what women want? Parent Trap is her first. Yeah, loved that. Mm -hmm. Um, love that movie. Wait, she did the remake. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Lindsay loved it. Yeah, felt it's. I yeah, I like like '98. Yeah, it was great. Um, I what women want. I remember seeing in theaters. I did not like it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then something's got to give, and the holiday both. I just remember being like just deeply enchanted with both of those, and. Um, yeah. And then it's complicated. I saw on Christmas day with my parents when they were visiting New York, hated it. I mean, like deeply, deeply, really just, it's a movie that came at the wrong I really didn't like it. And I really, there's so many elements that I was attracted to. Like she worked in a bakery and Mm -hmm. it's Meryl Streep and yeah. yeah, And, and she, and her house was beautiful. Like there were just so many sort of aesthetic pieces that really lit a fire within me. And then the rest of it, I hated um, but I, when I hear her name, I just, I light up. I really, yeah. I'm always excited. Also, I find it interesting. Like I was reading this article about her and they talk about how like, she actually does have a lot of box office success, but it's like a slower burn yeah. as opposed to like, you She's know, not a big opening weekend. Right. right. But it's so interesting to me because when her movies come out or movies like that come out, I am clamoring <laughs> yes. to see them. Yes. And I know other women like me. That where they're like absolutely opening weekend. That's what I'm they're seeing. Filling a void. So I'm yeah. kind of like, why are these things like? Why is it not more of a genre? <laughs> like, why is it just her and Nora Ephron who are like the two female sort of like auteurs yeah, that we much. know? And, like, yeah. what Annie is Fletcher that? Fletcher, who yeah. did uh, the proposal and did a movie. Sorry, who's the other one? Annie, Annie Fletcher. Fletcher. Okay, who started out doing Step Up, well. but then she did the proposal and then she did a movie I like a lot. Which Twenty-seven I, Dresses. She did that first. Oh, I didn't know no, that. I no, love the movie, that movie I was going to say I really like that I think is sort of similar to this is The Guilt Trip. Oh, sure. The think, Rogan uh, and Streisand. I think The Guilt Trip kind of fucks. I haven't seen The Guilt Trip. In a I way, it's such a great title. It's a great title. It's a brilliant slam dunk from like half court. Like so Michael good. Jordan stretching all the way with his it's cartoon very, arm. It's like you know, sold it in the room. You, yeah. know what then she, you know what she did after that? It was, it was not sold. It was shot with a different title. It was called My Mother's Curse. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. And late in the that game, they like were like, "That sounds like a horror movie." Oh, it's a road <laughs> trip it? with a Jewish mother. It should be called the Guilt the Trip. The Guilt Trip. Yeah. Slam. It's genius. Dunk. But do you know what her movie after the Guilt Trip was? No, it was something really bad. Right? Hot Pursuit. Oh, I don't know. The it. movie we with Sophia Vergara and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, they're in Hot Pursuit. Oh, it was something. It was an early movie. We've talked about this a thousand times. Yeah. But uh, David and Griffin I Griffin and I were like, we're seeing that. It got very bad reviews, and we very defiantly kept on telling everyone we were going to see it together and have a good time, and we still haven't seen it. To <laughs> I this guess day. the I only thing it. with who you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, Annie Ann Fletcher, Fletcher. Yeah. Ann Fletcher, um, I mean, th- you named some fantastic movies. The thing is, though, with those movies, I don't see those as no. clearly no, defined. No, no. She's, Whereas Nancy she's Myers is like, you know what you're getting. Right. Like, she's there's not no a vibe. In the same right. kind of way. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just don't understand why it's not. Um, 
it's I don't know why it's not why more she's not of a, a movie every yeah two it just yeah. doesn't yeah. make sense like who is not like every woman I know is going to see those I think like, it's part of like the box office uh, or or the way that studios look at things becoming so global and uh, these things like really just rarely translate overseas because they're so cultural. Yeah, like like there's like a Chinese remake of What Women Want, you know? Mm-hmm, right. You hear like there are big Bollywood remakes of like American rom coms, right? Because right. there's just like dynamics and relationships, and they right? That, that just they'll just take don't. the premise, yeah. but it's like okay, here's like the Hindi version of like Pretty Woman, right? Whereas because like action movies are like very uni- universal, right? right. Yeah. And it's this weird thing stupid. where like even I mean, a super profitable rom com for them doesn't seem worth it anymore, mm-hmm. which is really short sighted. It's this bubble burst thing I think we see happening in the. This, this drive me crazy. This did okay overseas. It did pretty well. Yeah, okay. you know, made like two hundred million dollars worldwide. Crazy. You know, yeah. it it did fine. It cost forty. Yeah, I'm uh, guessing it went a little over. Yeah, that, probably. But, yeah. Um, but you know, like the problem with the box. So we do this box office game, Jamie. But like we've done this box office. Oh really? What it's else? The Hotel Transylvania Two uh, box office. My other favorite movie of this game. Because <laughs> <laughs> so you got Scorch Trials. Open number one. Three. Transylvania's number one. Intern's number two. Are you going out of order? No, I I just already said Transylvania. Yeah. Scorch Trials. And Intern's two? Yeah. Okay. Open to 17. Right, which felt kind of low, but then it ended up at like 75. Yeah, it did great. Like, like she just like trucks along. People like slide into the theater at their own convenience. Yeah. These movies probably do so fucking well on airplanes. Oh my God. Cable TV and on VOD and like, you know, all of it. It's so funny. If something's got to give or the holiday... Or maybe even the intern. Mm-hmm. We're on an airplane, and there were movies that I hadn't seen yet mm-hmm. that I should watch. Mm-hmm. I would still choose Some, like, something's got to give. Important movie. I don't know if you guys part. ever do that. Where oh, I'm like, yeah. I just oh, want yeah. like the comfort of something I know. On a versus, plane, yeah. I need something I know. Versus, like, I, I still need to see the Florida Project. Sure. And every time, if there's like a, like, a plane is if, not made if, for that. When yeah. Harry Met Sally is on mm-hmm. as well, I'm like, I'll just watch When Harry Met Sally. I don't want to concentrate too hard on a plane. Like, I just want something I'm very familiar with the beats of it, and like I know as I'm watching it, like what time is passing too. So it's like yeah. when I'm done, I'm like, oh, two hours of the flight is gone. Or yes, you know, yes. I like that. I guess the question right now, like, is yeah, Netflix... We're talking about our future right. as a filmmaker. Is, is Netflix really going to, like, step up to the plate and, like, kind of commit to saving the rom-com? Because they've had so much success with it recently. next movie is on Netflix. Really? What's that? Dumplin'. Oh, interesting. Is that the Jennifer Aniston thing? I don't know. It's called Dumplin'. I think she's supposed to make the yeah, Enchanted she's in sequel as well. She's in it. She's in... She's Aniston. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just feel like they had a couple that were really fucking warmly received this year. Yeah. I feel like all of them are sort of teen skewed. Yes. No? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Not that that's bad. I love teen Well, there comedies. was To All the Boys I Ever Loved Before. That was yeah. like a good teen rom-com. Yeah. And then there was Set It Up, which was a 20-something. Young, oh, yeah. young I haven't folk. seen that one. Yeah. Oh, you should see it. Okay, I mean, I'll it's not it. like no. great cinema, but it's pretty well written and they're so cute. And it's oh. also just you like just an them, oasis in a desert. Like you you're just like I need one of these movies where I just like no, I want need, people I, to be charming together. I just want like people relating to each other. Yes, that's it's all liter- I care that's literally about. I don't need anything else. Occasionally it's, I need a horror movie. <laughs> well, Netflix <laughs> will give you those too. They will. Yeah. I, I, I don't trust them yet for horror movies. Yeah, they're, they're a little I, I'm, I, I don't know. I know they're they're dabbling, but What's I haven't. What's your fave horror this year? This year? I don't know. Recent. Have you seen Halloween yet? Uh, no, I've heard mixed things. Interesting. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, my favorite one this year, I really liked um, 
I think it was this year. You you mentioned Unsane. I really loved Unsane. But Unsane I don't know. Is great. That's I, a horror movie. It's horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that counts. That's a, that, it that's a great movie. Great. Yep. I love yeah. Unsane. Did you see Unsane? I didn't. I need to see it. Get yourself oh, over to yeah, it. You yeah. Gotta see yeah that. I gotta get insane. Claire yeah. Foy, yeah. baby. Claire Foy. She's, she's kicking ass. Yeah. yeah. She's in everything. Uh taking names. Um No, I just I also I feel like uh because these movies are more affordable. Um, and because I think they maybe work better for the Netflix model because they're such like comfort food movies, I would like to see them like step up to the plate and make these movies at a bigger budget with bigger movie stars and I more consistently. It seems, and it seems doable. Get real yeah. directors and all and of that. And she'll yeah. get you your stars, Nancy. Yeah. I want her to make another movie with some, you know, big stars. I, I love I've said maybe this Deadpool. Deadpool yeah. would be he would be good. I don't know. Would he He would know Deadpool? he was in a Nancy Myers. He would make jokes about the kitchens or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, I've been saying this entire miniseries. If I were fucking Jennifer Lawrence, I would be calling Nancy Myers nonstop yes. and being yes. like, "Let's work Give together. me a movie where I can be like fun again." Absolutely. I got like so blown out of proportion. It got too big. Call I want to just fun be again. like, yeah, call it fun, fun again. again. Call it fun again. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is fun again. I yeah. my dream, both wet and dry, mm-hmm. is to just. Dry. I love a dry. I dream. love a dry dream. <laughs> a good nice I, dry sandpapery dream. I would. Lo- I mean, is for like to just stand in a, like a beautifully tiled kitchen, mm. like yeah. like staring out the window at my garden, drinking some kind of like tea. Sure. In like a white, a you know, like a large white button down mm-hmm. <laughs> right. shirt. And like someone comes in and I'm like, oh, I'm a mess. Like that's right. all I want is to just shoot that scene. Do you have. It doesn't even have to be in a movie. <laughs> right. I just want to film that scene with Nancy Myers. Do you have like me. a dream marginal conflict that your character is going through? I think that my, I think my character, um, that's a great question. She's definitely going through a divorce. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, great friends with the guy still. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Honestly. You got to stay friends. And that's I think the, the conflict is. Is maybe yeah maybe should should we get divorced? So it's basically it's complicated. oh it's a long separation yeah it's, I'd be I, into I, that's her doing a movie like that the long separation a very long, long separation. separation like right. I want her to do that they don't want to file the papers Where the papers are yeah. not filed right yeah. they're like and then they have sex and they're like oh it's well this was good nice but then they get in some fight yeah. and it's like oh it's do, this shit again it is like a it's like a married will they won't they wait that's like. A kind good idea. Great, yeah. That's kind of a great idea. Oh, yeah. I'm full of them. Jimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have like four a week until this episode's released if you want to go yeah. slide in the Reed Hastings DMs. <laughs> oh yeah, if you want to register with that the WGA becomes, or whatever, that might. You might want to mail this to yourself tonight. <laughs> okay, no problem. I'm on it, I'm just, just say it. Just say it. We all get credit. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Blank check pictures. Yes. Yeah. As Glad long as you, you let our shingle stay on. Yeah. Please. Um, um, yeah, we're. I mean, th- th- there's no box. I mean, uh, Everest and Black Mass. Those are the other two. Remember, we spent like ten minutes making fun of this box office. I know. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fun time. We had a great time. I just think it's a lovely movie. It I, is. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, and it's not. It's it's nice that like you know, I I remember just because. Once again, the scenes I was auditioning for and also the way they cut the trailer where it was a lot of like fish out of water. He's old. Yeah. Look at these boys. They don't know anything kind of stuff. Her big speech, which I like ruined at the beginning of this movie where she says like went from guys like Harrison Ford and Jack Nicholson to this. And she wrote this part for Jack Nicholson. Right. Oh, really? Yes. Which it wouldn't work. No. I don't no, think so. I don't think it would work. I think this he's is too creepy. These he are is. the two I mean, people who I need to be in this I enjoyed Nicholson, movie. but he's never going to be like. 
I'm a Brooklyn guy. Right. Yeah. Married for I loved years. my wife. Like, you didn't have a wife? Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Well, You'll never have a wife. I love Michael Caine. I love Reese Witherspoon. I love sure. Tina Fey. But well, Michael all... Caine might be like playing an English guy. Was, was, were they going like, to redo it for that. him? Yes. I would I'd be like, like oh, you got. No. Lovely. He'd seem like Mr. French. Hello. Or banger. Yeah. Hello. What a cool office. <laughs> but the other thing is, I think the reason. He's riding her bike. <laughs> so sorry. She does ride her bike. She's on the back again. She doesn't like wasting time. Doesn't like wasting energy. Um, oh, the God. two things I think are harnessed really well in this movie. Thing De Niro's the fucking best at is trying really hard to not show any emotion. Yes, which he has to do over and over again as these failures of 25-year-olds are, are talking to him. Right, and so often, like, that's used in the tough guy De Niro, like, he's yeah. trying not to show his rage, he's trying not to get violent, mm -hmm. but he's just as effective bottling, like, just sort of, like, a little sort of, like, morose loneliness. Or, or just sort of swallowing, like, a chuckle or whatever, you know, like... Yeah. The close-up of him, like, after she's fallen asleep on the bed, watching Singing in the Rain and mm -hmm. crying to himself silently is, like... Fucking oh, beautiful. He's so good. And his performance in this movie gets to me in the same way that the end of uh, uh, Midnight Run just destroys me. Yeah. Where it's like him trying to not show that he's affected by having a good friendship. Mm. You know, like not trying to pretend he doesn't care, but trying to not let himself break down crying. Right. And that's what he's best at. And the thing that works so well about Hathaway here is that it's like right after I feel like everyone had started criticizing her for being, like, too perfect, too controlled, too theater kid, the backlash right. she, of the Oscars. Her first 10 minutes, she's kind of addressing that perception of herself. Wait, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Just to recap, why did we dislike her so much? What was bullshit. the thing? It was know. a load of bullshit. The, yeah. Her speech? She's too was that yeah, I guess thing? so. And she came... I, what like, was the I, movie? I, I don't always, even remember. I always she, loved Anne Hathaway, so... What was the movie that she won the Oscar Les for? Les Mis. Les Which she's really good in. People thought she was theater kitty. I don't have an. I don't no. have anything further. She's like on teacher's this. pet. Like, she works too hard. She like cares too much. She's like, just all good. This like yeah, exactly. Bullshit. And it's like she never like started a website where she like sold you know psychic powders <laughs> yeah. or you know got married on a plantation. And also, like you know, if her you're a professional actor, what's bad things. about being a fucking theater kid? Yeah, what well, else exactly. are you supposed she, to be? This thing I hate about what like are you like what he's supposed to be on the mathematician Why are you on the theater? It's embarrassing. What are you, doing there? Yeah. you want to be like awkward and awkward yeah. introvert? How like, what? dare she care about her career? It was kind of yeah. the Jennifer Lawrence thing where yeah. like and Jennifer Lawrence was out there and she was like, I'm just a fun person who's just you know, bleh, and Anne Hathaway <laughs> felt fake, quote unquote, right, or whatever. Right. I but I think yeah. that's who she genuinely is. I love her. When she does interviews, she's her. fucking amazing. And she's really candid and honest about stuff and where she places in the industry and all of that. She's a fucking great actor. Yeah. Great movie star. I think her run that she's in the middle of in this movie, which is like, you know, The kind Dark Knight, yeah. um, Les Mis, Interstellar, The Intern, Colossal. Like, these are all great performances yeah. in very different kinds of movies. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah, she's great an exciting star. Eight. Yeah. yeah. She also does like yeah I mean she's always she, I feel like it's always Anne Hathaway but she she chooses a bunch of different types of roles yeah yeah and different kinds of filmmakers and I've never and, watched a movie with her and been like oh if only Anne Hathaway wasn't the lead it's always no. like no she's just like delightful to she's watch. almost Plus, always a great lead she's a yeah. great lead yeah yeah and and also there's like a kind of um, refreshing lack of vanity for someone who is I know so what you mean. precise. Has this kind of you like know, figure Nancy's skater artistry? Nancy's that's yeah, great. Good at that's really well put. Yeah. The vulnerability out of the actors. Yeah, because I, I like, like yeah. that in the hotel room scene, she like ugly cries. Yeah, sure. and oh, she yeah. gets embarrassed by the fact that she's saying these things out loud. You right. know, 
that it's like this dark confession for her. And that CEO scene, the the first time where Andrew Reynolds pitches it to her, it's mm. like her reckoning with her like cultural reputation where it's like, what's the problem? I'm successful. The business, we've exceeded our five-year plan in eight months. Why don't you want me to I do know. this? 18 months this stupid company has been around for. And right. it, are, it looks like a fully-fledged, you know, this years long business. This movie should have been business. called 18 months. Right. <laughs> But, but I feel like that was the Anne Hathaway thing where it's like, okay, she's like 32, she won an Oscar, and everyone's like, oh, she works too hard. And it's like, what no, do you want from me? trying to impress us, you want, you want me to be shittier? <laughs> yeah, they want, like, yeah, they want her to, like, fall down and, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I just think she meshes with the character so God, well because she's, she's really 35. feeling it. And like, also, why, yeah, now. why, yeah. like, I think Jennifer Lawrence is amazing, and it's like, why can't there be Jennifer Lawrence and Anne Hathaway? Like, right. I don't even understand... That doesn't happen with you're male supposed stars. to just like yeah, you don't go it's like, just cool right. to not care. Like I don't understand. Yeah, yeah I, I that's don't a bigger understand. cultural thing. I could do seventeen episodes on. I could talk about it. Forever. I like that this is a we movie about caring. We talked about it. Yeah, we'll keep we talking talk about, about it on, yeah. this, on this show. Uh, I like this is a movie dialogue. about caring, and I care about it a lot. I care yeah. about caring, and yeah. I care about Nancy. I mean, we're gonna have one more episode. We're you know home again next week, mm-hmm. but we are done with Nancy for now. I, I hope I, she makes another movie. I hope we get to talk about her again someday. Yeah, and if she does, we'll be there. Obviously, yeah. We'll be know. there, and Jamie, you'll be there opening weekend. I will be the there, line. yeah. Front um, row center. Friday. You sit there, front Friday. row center. Friday, 7 p.m. showing. Hey, yeah. I, I'm. you know what? I'm going to put on the map there. You won't be there on Friday. You'll be there at the premiere because you're going to be fucking in the movie, baby. Oh, shit. You're be in the movie. That is my the, dream. The long filing. <sighs> Make it happen. Yeah. Um, uh, Crashing season three comes back early. Yes. 2019. Uh, yep, comes back. I think the, I don't, I have a date, but it might change. But right now winter, it's January winter. 27th. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Oh, it's a sure. It's a winter. Yeah. It's, it's a, winter. a winter. Winter is coming. Crashing winter is, is coming. coming. Right. Crashing is coming. Um, with winter. And you're you're one of the best stand-ups working. Yes. Oh. So look up what your dates are and go go yeah. see live. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug? <sighs> I have a book. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> about getting married. I have right? a book. Yeah. It's yeah. called "Ridiculous: An Unfiltered Guide to Being a Bride," mm-hmm. and I stand by it very firmly. Amazing. Yes. That's it. Uh, I remember I. Uh, uh, I think I think you probably don't remember this, but I was uh, at Montreal the same year as you. Oh. But I was in the the characters. Yeah, thing. I do remember that. Um, but I uh, went to see the first like stand up showcase where it was brutal. Oh god, it was so bad. Where it was just like this this like uh, it was like a death. It march. was like in a huge arena. I remember a massive the Palais de Desart. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> right. god, it was so big. It was like big. huge, and everyone was like French Canadian. Right, and, everyone, and like the Queen was there. Everyone was bombing and you came out and were just like, you you had that like Olympic level concentration mm. where I had like seen you like at sh- bar shows right, and, of course. and open mics and all of that. And I knew you were really good and you had great material and everything. But like everyone was bombing and it was like the way that people talk about like the Bernie Mac Def Jam night where everyone was I bombing and he just came out. Me to that. I, I'm, I, that I don't say that lightly. Is, it's the greatest that is thing in the world. Nice, that is literally the nicest compliment but I've ever received. But you came received. out and I remember I everyone being like, I don't know how Jamie... I watch that all the time. I watch it all. It comes up in every writer's room I've ever yeah. been in. Yeah. It's like the go-to. It's the best. It's the best stand-up set of all time. was just talking about it in some interview I just yeah. read where he's it's like, I just got obsessed with Bernie Mac and like watching old Bernie Mac clips. But this this night was like that where it's like you got to do like a tight five minutes in front of a brutal crowd who's already been so watching bad. for over an hour. They've hated everyone. And you came out and just seemed completely unfazed by it. Oh, I'm sure so you were nice. nervous mess because yeah. I know what it actually feels like to do stuff, but it did not show at all. Oh, that's like yeah. very nice to hear. Wow. Yeah, that was very nerve wracking. I yeah. 
Yeah. That was a terrible festival. And then I had my show at that place the next day. Oh, yours was there too? Yeah. Oh. And I had a bit that involved poster boards and they all fell down and the bit was ruined. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and it literally was Don't like the bits nightmare. with poster boards. Yeah, that was the end of me doing poster board bits. <laughs> I had a sequential poster board bit and after the second one, they all fell down Stop! and the bit was ruined. That's so shitty. And it was like, oh, this is the nightmare horrible. of like you giving the presentation without your pants. Right. It was that. Right. What, it was showing up to school naked. put back up? I did, and it was literally one of those things where, like, I then did the other two characters I had. Sure. And I, it was like a blur. Like, right, it right. felt your, like. Your, your brain turned off and PTSD. went into, like, instinct right. mode. My heart just right. skipped a beat. <laughs> right, like, I, right. like, I know that that is such a visceral yeah. feeling. To, oh, God. I, I was, like, 22 years old. <laughs> I was, like, my goal is to get into this festival by the time I'm 30. It was the first time I had auditioned. Somehow I got in. It made no fucking sense. I was the least qualified person in my group. But this one bit had killed it at auditions. And I was like, I don't know. I guess I can do this if people like this bit so much. And then the bit self-destructed on stage. And I just like went into like a blur and then went backstage. And I like I can, I can barely remember the like the following half an and hour. And then at Montreal, did you do like the Hyatt party at night? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. At that's the festival, the, I mean, everybody goes back. Everyone's right. staying at the Hyatt. Well, sure. not everybody's staying at the Hyatt. Most people are staying at the Hyatt. And yeah. then the, at the bar at the Hyatt, that's like, it's like a the circular bar, big circular bar. Yes. And there's an after party every night after all the shows. Right. And it's such a high pressure situation. You are so acutely aware of where you stand. Yes. In sure. the in the order of right. importance of people in this room. And it's just it's such a hard thing to experience. But it's also kind of such a great equalizer because everyone stays there until four in the morning, and gets so sloppy drunk that like Thank God for alcohol. Right. It gets broken. If that down, was a sober like, event, yeah. I mean the yeah, the awkwardness would be so palpable. After a certain point, the Hyatt bar just becomes like, oh, we're like all lonely people who want yep. people to laugh. And and you start to see like agents getting really fucked up yeah. and you're like, oh, you are the guys that like are supposed to keep it together. And I've never seen people yeah. more drunk. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of amazing. Yeah. Anyway, memories. Memories. It's fun to hear you talk about it. I cannot imagine doing, you know how much I hate any of that shit. I know. I can't imagine doing any of it. And my, I think you grow yeah. less tolerant of it as you keep going because you start to just have confidence in your ability. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right, like, right, not right. that I, I like no, hanging I, out. I like being social. Especially in comedy, like it yeah. is sort of a naturally social uh, job, I guess. Sure, but it is it is nice to be like you know if I don't hang out tonight, it's, it's not okay. The end of the world. Yes, yeah. yes. At that point in time, though, when you're like trying to get into that festival, the social thing is still like it's, it feels I would like say the it's key half to of the it. whole yeah, thing. It's yeah, it's more than half of it. Right. And yeah. I also like like my year was like my group was like fucking yeah, was Lauren Lapkus, oh. Rachel Bloom, wow, uh, uh, Sam Richardson. Oh my god, great group. Yeah, it was like incredible people, and I was like, I'm a phony. You're not a phony. I felt You're like fine. a phony at the time. Anyway. You're just like a 22-year-old little yeah, bright pocket Yeah, had like one pal. bit that kind of worked by accident. That's, you know? Yeah, but I mean. It was like very odd. Yeah. You were, yeah, you, you were there for a reason. I, I guess. They saw something. They knew I'd they do knew. a podcast someday. They <laughs> right. knew. They knew someday I'd talk about the intern. <laughs> yeah. We did great. We, we did, did great. We did this great. This was great, guys. I had fun. Oh, thank you for doing the show. So, so thrilled we got you on the show. Yep. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Go to blankiesatright.com for some real nerdy shit. Thanks to Andrew Gudo for our social media, Lane Montgomery for our theme song. David just almost knocked over his uh, remainder of his of my lemonade. Wendy's lemonade. Mm, yeah. uh, it was good. Yeah, okay, humble brag. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Pat Reynolds and Joe Bone for our artwork. Uh, go to T Public for some real nerdy merchandise. Uh, and 
as always, Anne Hathaway should dump Andrew's home. Um, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to do this. Uh, how do I spend my days? Nope. Let me try that again. <laughs> Heavy breathing is the key to De Niro, right? He does, a, he does a little frowny oh, face. Just yeah. do the frowny face. Yeah. Uh, how, how do I spend the rest of my days? You name it. Uh, golf, <laughs> books, movies, uh, Pinnacle, tried yoga, Linda Cook. No, you're terrible at this. I can't. <laughs> fuck. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a Hathaway quote. I can't do it. Pinnacle really got me. Yeah. Pinnacle, I know. Oh, and Linda Lavin just climbed, wants to climb like a tree. Peter and I used to do a De Niro impression on, on set all the time. Oh, but yeah? I feel like I can only do the one thing. Wait, Peter who? Oh, Peter Pinnacle. Right, 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 right. And his De Niro is really good. Sure. But the impression we would do is just like. Imagining you were in a scene with uh, De Niro, or like on set with De Niro, uh-huh. and we'd like walk around. He go, "I'm in this movie." <laughs> those, 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 you think he did that on the intern? Those cameras are filming me. Oh my god! <laughs> like, it was just like, All right, come on, okay. just do something. You do the De Niro. I don't fucking care. Do whatever you want. I didn't get the like humor, and it felt like, or even just like. The, the repetitive nature of aspects of her filmmaking, mm-hmm. right? And like the, the you kitchens, another movie, sure, sure, sure. Like, sure. But like, th- just there's this like tone that I finally got with seeing this, mm-hmm. like her, her oeuvre, her movra. <laughs> That's the word we've been looking. There we go. We just yeah. we're gonna save a lot of time going there forward. It is.